transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Rice. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls. We all lean once the coin guitars. Got the plan of action. Never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of the Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hit Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said all around hustler make no mistake about it i've done this a long time try to eliminate this soft society we have there's legend hey me now love me later like my book says this was presented by slapdick whiskey hey Hell yeah, yeah slapdick yeah. whiskey's good so are the stogies some real thought real good flavor on these things and the burn is excellent beautiful burn okay Sir, that thick whiskey, that thick cigars. Be true to yourself, and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said let's call it the Slap Dick Podcast. What up? What up? What up? YouTube here live on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later show podcast right here on YouTube live. Brought to you by BetOnline.ag. We're here on this Talk That Talk Tuesday because Monday was the 4th of July. Let me tell you, it did not feel like 4th of July to me at all. Uh, I did not feel like that was a normal 4th of July. Maybe it was because it was a Monday. I don't know. I don't know if it was because it was a Monday. I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I, don't, I just didn't have a 4th of July feeling. I did not have a Fourth of July feeling. Brian Case, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you through with the quote of the day. Um, that's funny how you bring that up, which you just said. Um, this show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. It says Fifth of July, 2022, day after Fourth of July. Motherfuckers still, still fucking popping fireworks out here. My dog Callie just can't stand fireworks. She hates them. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. She's all right. Uh, Lucy, what's up? What's up? What's up? Um, we're going to get into the show. Um, lots to discuss today on Talk That Talk Tuesday. Got a special guest joining us, former player, Last Chance You star, another star on the show, Emmett Gooden, uh, kid near and dear to my heart. He'll be on the show and the 30-minute mark, so about 30 minutes from now, he'll join the show live, and you'll get to talk to Emmett Gooden. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat. Maybe you can call in if you're a member and talk to Emmett one-on-one. Um, lots to discuss. This show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off your first deposit and welcome bonus. So check it out. MMA was a great weekend. Uh, I lost my ass, but maybe you won something. Head on over to betonline.ag and get you some. Um, also, baseball's in full swing. Dodgers are in first in the NL West, but uh, they, they won two out of three versus uh, the, the hated rival Padres, even though I don't call them a rivalry because the Padres have never beat the Dodgers. So I don't believe it's a rivalry until you can beat the motherfuckers in a meaningful game. But you can bet on anything you want. Pitch, ball strikes, you name it. Go on over to betonline.ag. And MMA is always on. And now you got golf as well. So head on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them that I sent you. 
Bet online where the game starts. Appreciate you, Jason Taylor. Ta- Jason Taylor said he bought some Blue Chew. I am also brought. This show is also brought to you by BlueChew.com. So we'll get into some Blue Chew. Uh, don't tell me how you used it and what you use it for and why you use it and how it is. And I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Um, but I might have to get that shit going and check it out. We'll see what happens. Um, man, if you own a fucking dog and it's 4th of July and you can't keep him in your house, then you shouldn't own a dog. Get rid of the dog. Get rid of the dog because you fucking slapdicks, irresponsible owners that have dogs are unbelievable. There's more dogs running around on the 4th of July outside, scared to death of their fucking fireworks, and you guys are all oblivious. Oh, where's my dog? Where's my cat? It fucking should be right under your fucking lap, you fucking idiot. I got four of them. I got four of them motherfuckers. You you think I'm just going to let them all do whatever they want? God damn, man. You coach it or fucking allow it? I don't know which one you're going to do, but you need to coach it or you need to fucking allow it. And a lot of you fuckers just allow your dogs all over the place. And now today, in humane society, has more fucking dogs to pick up than any day after in the, of, the, of the year. Because after 4th of July, you let your dogs out. Holy shit. Anyway, be more responsible, man. Shit. I wish I was your boss. I'd be accountable. Fire your ass. Quote of the day, man. Let's get you started on this. Hate me now. Love me later show. Um, quote of the day is a great one. Brian Case brought up on the... On the deal, I you know, it's funny that he asked that because I'm going to bring up quote of the day and ticking on the bottom of the screen. If time seems to be going by slowly, it's because you aren't doing shit worth a shit. That's just real talk. That is what it really is. If time seems to be going by slowly, it's because you aren't doing shit worth a shit. Period. Time don't go by slow for me. That shit goes by fast as fuck. I haven't had a slow day and I don't know how long. It goes by fast if you're working, grinding, getting better, doing something um, that means something. You know what I mean? Time shouldn't be going by slow. That means you're jacking off, fiddling your thumbs, doing absolutely nothing to get better doing absolutely nothing to better your surroundings or your future. You're just sitting around fucking doing nothing, waiting for the time to go by. That's the worst fucking productivity that you could literally live in. No productivity is fucking ignorant. And you know how I feel. Ignorance is life-threatening. So if your ass is grinding and working, I guarantee you time will move by. So... Make sure, remember, it's funny, when you have fun, don't time fly by? Because you're fucking doing something. So at least make work the same. Because if you bust your ass and are doing something, but that all comes down to, you know, the job title you're in. If you're, are you working a job or are you working a career? Because if you're in a job, then time's going to go by slow because you don't want to be there any fucking way. But if it's, a, if it's a career and this is what you love and your passion, then you ain't working anyway, right? And this is what you want to do. Do what you want to do, not what you have to do. You set the tone on that, though. Um, contrary to belief, man, I got to... It's also brought to you by betonline.ag. Contrary to belief, I want to break down some more, some more coaching English 101 by the real coach, JB. 
disinterested. The word disinterested does not mean to have no interest. Uninterested is the actual correct word. Disinterested is a word, however, but it means to have no investment or a stake in. You don't have any give. You don't give a shit about what's going on. You don't have no investment in the actual um, disinterest. So disinterested is not a real word that you use. It's uninterested. I'm not, I'm uninterested in your conversation. I'm uninterested in that job that I am working right now because time's going by very fucking slow. And Coach JB said, if time's going by real slow, then I ain't doing shit worth a shit. Fuck. Come on, man, wake up. That's contrary to belief. I wanted to give you that little English tip. I just wanted to give you one little tidbit today because we got a long show. I got a lot to get into, so I don't want to do too much contrary to belief. But disinterested, please stop using it in that context. It's not the word for what you're trying to get out of it. It is a word, though. It is a word. But it means to have no investment or stake in. So make sure you understand how to use the shit. Make sure you know how to fucking... Work the shit. Make sure you know everything about everything you do because you control your future. Don't let another motherfucker put control your future. Um, slapdick of the day. I got to bring up slapdick of the day. And I'm, we're going to show a video of slapdick of the day because slapdick of the day, I am also an idiot because I came out and saw a video and I went and got Three Starbucks cups, okay? This is the problem. The cups that I got were not the cups they sell for coffee. They are the ones they sell for water. And I know Eddie Manyweather actually sent me a video. He was at Starbucks trying to fill up water cups. (laughs) Well, anyway, I guess the guy that did, that came out and was like, Starbucks small fits into the medium and the large he got sued by Starbucks because he lied. So I want to show you a video of the Starbucks debunked. All right, check it out. You guys are not going to believe this. Starbucks has been scamming us this whole time. Same amount of volume. It's or like it fits the same amount of coffee. Look, look, look. Here, look. Check this out. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Look, dude, it's even a little bit overflowing. Look at that. It's overflowing. I'm in. And I'm Ivy and welcome to Factory Cup. Let me test trends to see. They are really bullshit. All right, so we've done it. We've got the small, medium, and large, or whatever they call it over mm-hmm. here. All right, let's fill it up. Small into the medium. As you can see, there's still some room left. So still some room. Automatic caps, but we're going to do it into the large. And do it in the large. Good. And we'll pour back into the small just to show you. Yeah, look at the side. That's a lot. See, so it fills the small, but not the large. There you go. All right, as you can see, it's bullshit swagger. We still love you. Go. We still love you. I need to know how we did that one because he had the turned over. I think he must have put plastic at the bottom to make it see. You know. So I don't know. I got fucked over. Everybody got fucked over. And again, I put my foot in my mouth because that is. um, I came on the show. Remember, if I fuck up, I tell you. It came on the show. I came on the show and um, 
I came on the show and said it, and I was like, I was like, fuck, this shit is crazy. We're getting scammed, right? Well, apparently not. So, um, is what it is. You seen that thing just happen? So that's not what it is. But he's the slapstick of the day, Swaco or whatever his name is on TikTok. Apparently, he's a TikToker. So I don't know uh, what's going on, but he's a TikToker and. Um, he's a TikToker and uh, basically just fucked everybody and got us all hyped about suing fucking Starbucks. Um, poll question. I got a poll question for you and you got to stay tuned and pay attention. Here's the poll question. Does it only bother you if you see it? Now, let me break this down real quick. I want to break down my poll question, okay? I want to make sure um, that my poll question holds water, all right? Now, listen to my poll question. Does it only bother you if you see it? I got to ask Lucy, and I got to ask men. This is for men and women in the alike, okay? This is the topic of my discussion to start this show. All right, we got about 15 minutes before Emmett comes on. We got a lot to discuss, and it's going to be a pretty lengthy show today because I got to get into it. And, and and a lot of the shows the rest of the week are probably going to be shorter than normal because um, I have to uh, get ready for the party that I'm having for the vodka release on Saturday. So I got a lot of shit to do and prep for. But uh, does it bother you only if you see it? Now, here's the topic of the show that I want to discuss. Ladies, gentlemen, if your significant other, all right, listen carefully. If your significant other shows you a video of him or her, let's say a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, um, with some nasty 600-pound life-having motherfucker, and females, your man was with a bitch that looked like she's been ran through by six donkeys a day. Pussy looked like a motherfucking catcher's mitt. And men, and, and ladies, the man, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the men, the ladies, dicks they were sucking looked like a motherfucking deformed rattler snake. Make sure, do you guys... Will you guys look at him or her differently? And would you stay with that significant other still? Would you still would you still be with them? I got to break it down real quick because it only bothers you if you see it. Have you ever fucking realized that? Have you ever figured it out? It only bothers me if I saw it. But ladies and gentlemen, I got to break something to you. You're loving each other, you're with each other, no care in the world, and then boom, three years later, you see a video of the nastiest looking pussy and the nastiest looking dick you could imagine that your significant other was just with, you know, two, three years ago. Are you still looking at him the same, and will you continue to stay with him? A lot of cats break up after the fact. A lot of cats get butt hurt. They can't handle the truth. But let me break the truth down real quick. It happened. The shit happened regardless if you saw it or not. 
So why now all of a sudden, now that you see it, why all of a sudden are you looking at them differently? So please, does it only matter if you see it? Does it only bother you if you see it? Because that's the truth. It only bothers somebody if they actually see it. If it ain't out of sight, out of mind, they say, man, ladies, you know damn well. You're some vindictive ass humans and you could be the most lovey dovey fucking things ever. Oh, Alexander, man, you know, I got to expose everyone fat, short, fat, skinny or tall dog. I fuck them all. But all I have to say is all I'm going to tell you is, uh, you know, and that, your significant other may have some bomb ass pussy, may have some bomb ass dick for the women. I don't know, but I do know. You got to fucking, you're bitter as fuck in the back of your head that, damn, you fucked that? And you know you're going to use it later on in an argument. Damn, you fucked that? You fucked that cat? You fucked that shit? And you know that shit leads to what? Divorce, breakup, all that shit. But all you had to do was not look at it, not see it. You would have never know. You'd have had a happy life. Ah, uh, You guys know it's true, too. You know what I think it is? It's weak stomach and weak-minded cats are out there nowadays. That's the problem. Nah, Brian, I disagree. Men are more are weaker-minded than females when it comes to that shit. More females take men back for cheating than males take women back for cheating. So let's keep it real. Don't don't be just don't be. This ain't no uh, one-sided argument. This ain't no sexist thing. I'm just keeping it real. Uh, some of you motherfuckers have ran through some, some ran through pussy. Your dick was in there making left and right hand turns in that motherfucker. And you know it, your shit didn't even come close to filling up the motherfucking gap. And your ass is like, damn. And your girl saw it two years later. And now you are fucked. She's looking at you sideways and every which way. And you looking at her cause she was sucking a fucking rattlesnake dick. And now you're all fucked up. You guys left, you leave each other. Man, don't let that video that video fuck you off. I'm just trying to tell you. Um, so listen, there's a dude that got caught with 50 terabytes of child porn. 50 terabytes of child porn. Now I want to. This guy I saw a video. He did a video of PlayStation threes, PlayStation twos, all these different things. Right. Um. I guess have like two terabytes. And I guess this guy has up to two years of video on two terabytes. Two years of video, nonstop, packed video. I had three terabytes at Indy on our college drive for film. And we weren't even close to filling three terabytes up. And I had years of video, all right? So to to put it in perspective, this guy had 50 terabytes of child pornography on his fucking computer in, in all these external drives. You got to be a weirdo, fucking creepy motherfucker, man. 50 terabytes of child pornography. And just last week, I came on here, Lucy, you remember, and I said, stop posting your kids on social media. Stop posting your kids on social media. These weirdo fucks are grabbing them off the, off the internet, and they got terabytes of shit of your little babies. I'm just telling you, I wouldn't fucking do that shit at all. Uh, Girls, the workout videos got to stop. They got to stop. There's red flags popping up everywhere for me. Uh, You are either a real desperate woman 
you're really a lonely woman. You're either very, very thirsty for attention or you're just a fucking weirdo. I got to be honest. You're just a fucking weirdo. And uh, we have gotten so far away from what it means to be a lady or, or is that a real question or have we not? I got to show you this question real quick. Um, I mean, I got to show you this thing. We show our titties, our ass. We want to wear yoga pants. But then, ladies, we want to demand respect from everybody. See, I, I, I'm lost. I, I, I got to hear the take of you ladies out there. Um, I got to hear the ladies' take on this because you know how I feel. It's fucking crazy to me. Um, these girls out here posting videos. Look at this. Like, this is the shit. All right, but anyway, I'm being serious. The pictures and videos that I continue to see of the girls um, doing workout videos. So do you realize what y'all have to go through? You set up a camera way somewhere else. You set up a two-hour event to have you working out. I don't want to see you working out. Something is wrong with you to continue to show me workout videos of you in the gym. I don't want to see that shit. I don't want to see that fucking workout video no more. Red flags are popping up. And uh, something's going on with that shit. I don't get it. Um, remember I told you a few weeks ago on the show that um, a few weeks ago I brought up something. I was like, listen, if those fucking Nelk boys or... Uh, uh, or, or whatever they are, the Nelk boys or the fucking the, that, that, that podcast that made it huge off of using other people's shit. Um, Nate Diaz apparently slapped shit out of his ass. Um, one of the Nelk boys, he slapped the shit out of him in an interview. Um, peep this out. <laughs> Stockton's finest, Nate Diaz. He's coming to check out Sugar Sean, right? Nah, you better watch what tweets about my five recently. Oh, I know. See, that's real shit right there. That's what I would have been doing to these motherfuckers. That is what I would have been doing to these fucking Nelk boys and all these different fucking people. Because I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't understand how I don't get how people want to. Um, use you, they want to use you to gain clout, popularity, etc. But then they want to interview you like nothing happened. See, that's the problem I have with ESPN, Stephen A's, all these girls, these ladies on Stephen A are on ESPN. They come out and then they want to talk to you. Then they want to have like my boy Mark Jones, who's on the fucking front line. They want to ask him, about certain things and he's like hold up dog espn you motherfuckers just talk shit about me like how can you talk shit about somebody get clout and get fame and then want to talk to him like it's nothing ever happened i'm so glad that that motherfucker um smacked the shit out of his bitch ass because that's what they get that's what the motherfuckers get they want to talk 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 and then they want to fucking 
act like nothing ever happened. And he remembered. He remembered in his mind, motherfucker, you're the one on Twitter talking shit. So, um, JM Mike, you're not a member. You, you say, you're saying a lot of bitch made things in the chat. All right. I'm noticing you because I noticed you because you're not a member. So I see that you're not a member and you sound like a bitch made cat. So either become a member or get blocked in the next two minutes. Um, because I don't have time to talk to you. You're not a member and you're sitting in here talking shit like you are one. So either fucking become a member or shut the fuck up. Stay in your bitch ass lane. And fucking quit bothering us. Because I'm sure you're a troll who made up another account because you like swinging from my nutsack. And that is why you're in this room. If not, you would have been in here and we would have probably known you for a lot longer. But anyway, I think I'm going to block you because I don't like you. Anyway, so moving on amicably. um, We're about five minutes away from Emmett Gooden joining us. uh, Star of Last Chance You and uh, Netflix. Um... He'll come on. We'll ask him where he's where he's been, what he's doing, uh, how how it is to play overseas, his future goals and plans, plus a, a, a lot of other things and uh, a lot of fan questions that we got <clears throat> that we posted too. So stay tuned in about five minutes. Emmett will join us. Um, anyway, we got a lot of shit to discuss here today on this show. Um, I got a word of the day for you though. I got to get my ghetto word in for you today um, because. I didn't get to that. The show's so packed today. I got all kind of shit going on, especially 4th of July. Dimension's the key word. Dimension is the word today. All right. My girl can pop her ass, do the dishes, and not dimension. She can even cook her ass off. A lot of you motherfuckers in this room, ghetto motherfuckers, you know damn well you use that word dimension just like that. My girl can pop that ass. She could do the dishes. She could vacuum. But not to mention, she can even cook. That's the ghetto word of today. Um, Make sure you guys check that out. Um, Poll question, though. If you saw your significant other on video being nasty to someone nasty, would you leave them? Would you leave them? I think a lot of you motherfuckers would leave. I think a lot of you would leave. I don't know. That's just me. I think a lot of you would leave uh, after the fact. But uh, we'll see. Um, the live golf tournament was unbelievable. Pat Mac, I mean, Pat McAfee, Pat Perez made about $900,000. Um, he, he, he didn't even play well. The third round he played, he shot a 69 and a 73, I believe first two rounds, third round, he shot an 80. Um, and I spoke to him since they were on the most incredible jumbo private jet I've ever seen a full on restaurant inside this plane. Uh, nobody was on the plane but him and Dustin Johnson, uh, Brooks Kepka, uh, a few other players. They were headed over to Ireland. So they're in Ireland as we speak. Um, and then they'll be back next week. And uh, I think I'm going to go hook up with Pat uh, and his wife, lovely wife, Ashley. Great humans, man. Um, so they, he, Pat Perez won $900,000 on the live in his first tournament where he would have lost money by not making the cut on the PGA. Go ahead and do the math. And everyone that wants to continue hating on the live golfers, go ahead. I would laugh my motherfucking ass 900 grand to the bank for a three-day weekend in Portland. I'll laugh all fucking day long at all you PGA golf haters. All right? And um, apparently, uh, fuck, Billy Horschel came out and tried to talk some shit. And uh, so... 
Eh, I don't know. I know some. I know some things about him too. I met him as well, um, and uh, you know, pretty funny. But anyway, lots to discuss. Lots to discuss here today. Uh, Emmett's gonna come in. We'll talk to Emmett for a while. I know it's a totally different time frame where he's at. Um, he just got out of practice as well, so uh, he'll join us here in about two minutes, um, and uh, we'll chop it up with Emmett, and, and you know. Go from there. I also have my top five running backs of all time, dead or alive. I'm going to bring up my top five running backs. And I'm also going to talk about my top ten biggest bust at running back. And you know how well that goes over on social media. So I appreciate all you haters out there. You are our biggest fans. You are our biggest fans. Um, love it. Love it. Love it. Real fast before we bring uh, Emmett on. Does, does Joey Chestnut belong on the Mount Rushmore of champions ahead of guys like Rafael Nadal, Bill Russell. Um, that's a real question. That could have been the poll question, but I didn't want to get into it. If you don't know who Joey Chestnut is, Joey Chestnut has actually been on my show uh, about two years ago. I had Joey on. He's the all-time winningest uh, hot dog eater of all time. So if you don't know who that is, Go check out Joey Chestnut. But Joey Chestnut literally has more championships than any other individual ever. So, um, but no further ado, um, Emmett, come on in, man. I see Emmett. Um, he's going to pop in the screen here, and uh, we'll get it cracking. Um, Emmett, what up? Man, what's good, Coach? How you doing? Man, I miss you, dog. What's going on? You good? Man, life's good. That's right. That's right. That's right. Man, I want to uh, applaud my boy. My boy Emmett getting an applause for joining us, man. I appreciate him coming in. Everybody in the chat. About 100 people in here. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Make sure you guys follow Emmett on on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'll post it on the bottom here. Uh, it's right there, the real Emmett G93. It's right on the bottom of the screen. Uh, it's strolling across. Check it out. Appreciate Christian for getting that up there for me. What up, Emmett? Um, where you at, man? So tell me where you're at right now. Man, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Finland. Kind of feel like independence. You in Finland? <laughs> yeah, I'm in Santiago, Finland. Woo, Finland. That's what I'm talking about, Finland. Um, man, so who, what got you out there? Um, it was just an opportunity. Um, didn't want to stay at home or whatever. Um, of course, I didn't get no call with no NFL team, CFL team, or USL. So um, I just thought it was the, a great opportunity just to come out here, explore the world, and play the game I love without getting paid. Nah, man, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good move. You know how people are, man. People, uh, you know, how shit, look at me. You know how it is. People people judge us for one thing they see, and then uh, they judge you for the rest of your life, and then, you know, you got to go do some things to change it, man. That ain't a bad move, though. Going over there, doing something, and then fuck it, come back. There's going to be the XFL next year. USFL is coming back. Um, look at all the dudes playing in the USFL that played on our team. Uh, Keith Williams, um, you know, Draquan Brown. Um, shit, I just had... Uh, KD over in the CFL, Slim. he got hurt. Um, yeah. He back home, though. I just talked to him. He's going to come on the show next week. Um, got you. Delrick Abrams, he in the USFL. He got a shot with the Falcons, but he's in the USFL now. Um, have you talked to any of the boys that got drafted? Jermaine, Calvin, Jackson, Dang, any of them? Um, I talked to Jermaine and um, 
I talk basically all of them, wish them congratulations and try to keep in touch. Like while they're in season, if I see them post, I leave words of encouragement. Nah, that's right. No doubt. Man, what you what you think about that? Jermaine goes first round. Man, I'm proud of him. I, it seemed like yesterday it, uh, you brought me in your office. You were like, yo, we got to get this kid. Yep. And, like, we made it happen. He came to Independence. He was the number one player in the country. Went to Georgia. Went to Florida State and the rest of history. And let me tell you, everyone, just so you understood, you hear what Emmett just said. Emmett just said, I brought him in the office, and I said, we got to get this kid. So Emmett was a year older. Emmett was uh, a team leader and captain. And I said, and Emmett was the anchor of our D-line, all right? Mind you, Emmett went to University of Tennessee, one of the most recruited D-linemen in America. And Emmett was someone Jermaine looked up to. So that's what you guys got to understand. I only brought dudes in the office that I wanted to go get these big-time players um, that could speak the language of what we got culture-wise, what we're building and everything. And then the guys, that the real ones like Emmett and, and all these guys like Rakeem, all those guys that um, saw what we were doing, they, they could sell it to these big-time recruits. And that's why we got the Jermaines of the world and all those tif- different guys. But Emmett was a key influence on getting us um, Jermaine. And like I said, it takes a team to get guys sometimes. And just like Emmett, man, shit, I had to do a lot to get Emmett uh, when, when it was reversed. And it was, I was recruiting Emmett, and I had to get him in his high school diploma. And he, he, he said it on Last Chance You, I think. He even told the world um, that we got him his degree and everything like that. And we didn't get it for him. Make sure we make no mistake. Emmett earned that shit. Not only did he get his high school diploma, while he was practicing with me, he also was getting his, his was in college courses, taking college classes towards his AA degree to graduate, so he could get out and go to University of Tennessee. So this is something that I was I, I was doing for a long, long time, many years, and I presented it to Emmett. Emmett bought it in, he sold it, got it in, and he got it done. And I couldn't be more proud. Um, I tell a little about it, man. You like the coldest person to ever do something like that. It makes me feel like I wasted my high school career on some stuff. But man, you the man. You told me that played and had to stay in the office for two weeks, then practice. Hey. I hated that. Emmett, they don't even <laughs> want to know the truth. They don't even want the, the public don't want to know the truth, man. Look at since we're on the show, we tell it all now. I won't ever put you out there, but listen to this. So I told him, and I said, listen, you're here. You can't practice for two weeks. You're going to be up until 3, 4 in the morning getting this fucking degree and diploma done. And he's like, coach, I can't practice. He sees all these players. I'm like, no, you ain't graduated high school yet. You're going to graduate this damn. You're going to get this damn high school diploma. So uh, I would have different coaches rotate with Emmett in the office, 2, 3, 4 in the morning, working on that shit, grinding, getting his papers written, getting that shit done, le- teaching Emmett how to get it done. And Emmett got that shit done. And once he got that high school diploma, man, it was f- he had to have a burden lift thought off of him. Plus, then I could go about, you know, getting after him as far as getting onto the college field, as far as practicing and being with the college players. Um, he still worked out with us early in the morning. And he did those things, but he couldn't practice and everything with us until he got his high school diploma done. Now, saying that, Emmett, and asking that question, I got to ask you, the first thing I wanted to ask you, I, I, I skipped my mind. I don't know how I could ever let it skip my mind, but did you get your damn diploma, uh, degree? Yeah, I got a degree in business from Lincoln. You got it from Lincoln? 
Yeah. Good. That's all I give a fuck about. That's all I care about. I don't give a shit about nothing else. I was about to say, if you don't have that damn degree, you better hit me up after the show. We're going to go get it. But, I, you know, I'm glad. I knew you uh, I knew you went. So, look, you don't have to say the story, and I don't want to ask you, but you know me. I know your true character, and I know who you really are. So uh, everyone blew me up, and I never I never talked to them on, on, uh, on these news media reports because everyone was like, Coach, what happened? I was like, man, I'm I, I'm not there, and and they're like, Coach, you you know that's your first player that ever actually got booted from a college, and I go, well, shit happens. So I don't care what happened to him and all that shit. But have you learned from it? You think? Man, it seemed like I seemed like I lost a million, and of course, like seeing others in my position. Like go get drafted, get that call that you were better than. It kind of, it, yeah, it kind of messed me up. But you know, like like you taught me, plan A don't work. You got plan B, plan C don't work. You got D, E, F, all the way to Z. So I kind of kept that mindset. Of course, you know I don't give up on nothing. So I'm a fight. Ain't like they banned me from the league. So you know I look at this as a little pitch stop. No doubt, no doubt. You know how this shit. You came through the. Shit, you came through indie, dog. You you know you you can get this done. This ain't nothing. So true. Um, hey, shit happens, man. You know how it is, and, and uh, we've talked we've, we've talked privately. So, and I know your character. I know what happened and didn't happen. So my thing is, as long as you learn from it, shit, we all become better for 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 mistakes and and shit. Even then, we're falsely accused of shit like we've been. Look at it. Look yeah. at shit. We get falsely accused when you are. Uh, I don't know how to say this. When you have no fear and you stick your neck out for not only yourself, but try to get better, like for your mama, uh, you know, all your family in Memphis, trying to get everybody uh, to be better, you're going to be the guy sticking his neck out. And you know what that does, dog? It allows all these haters to have access to trying to cut off your neck. And that's what happened. That's what happens to cats like us that we stick out our neck for and 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 willing to sacrifice anything for the greater good but we get we end up getting screwed over because the haters out there just can't handle it they can't handle it and so it's easy to accuse somebody that's a public figure or somebody that's popular you know starting d lineman at tennessee um how easy of, of that is, is that to pick on somebody like that? And how many does it happen to? We've seen it happen with all the boys from Minnesota, you know, Ray and all them. And and so that's why I'm so glad to get you guys all graduated. Um, as long as you learn from it, dog, you know what I mean? Um, we all have hiccups. But like you just said, shit, this could be a hell of a situation for you, man. This, could, might, this might set you free and get you back going. There's too many leagues out there that I'm talking to coaches that are all coaching in these leagues. And uh, I've talked to them all about you, Rakim, different guys. And uh, there's no way in the world you can't be playing in the USFL, XFL. But, you know, I think you play in the NFL. But we just got to get you back slowly and little by little. And that's what we'll do, dog. You're still young as hell and you're ready to go. If you're, And if you're motivated, Emmett, shit, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, self-motivation you know, is the cool. key, dog. I'm glad, though. I'm glad, though. When, when, when's the season in in, in, in Finland? Uh, the season in mid September. Okay. So we just came off a, a two week break. They have like a two week break, mid summer type of deal they have, and we plan for ten weeks straight, including playoffs. So, how's the it's how's the game up. there? Uh, the game pretty pretty intensified. Is there is it American team. talent? 
Um, a couple American talent, like far as like, kind of like JUCO. You have like certain positions. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of Europeans. A lot of Europeans. Um, people from everywhere: Germany, Africa, Berlin. Uh, we got three on our team from the states. We just had a kid came from Mexico. Like really earlier this week. Yeah. So you got an agent? No agent. Are you, but do you have an agent or no? No agent. Really? So you had one though, right? When you left? Yeah, I kind of had one, but you know how that everybody, once you get in trouble and yep, yep. everybody said they got your back, really don't have your back. So, you know, I learned. Never. Moved on. You know, that ain't ne- they never have your back. Same thing with Rakeem. Same thing with a lot of cats. You know what I mean? That's why I say, man, I'm tr- two people in the world I trust. Me and the other one ain't you. You know how that go. <laughs> Shit. Um, so let me. So some fans want to know how was D one leaving after Indy and JUCO? How was the D one transformation? Because you balled there. You were there a year. You played there. You got there year two. Uh, drama happened. But how was it compared to leaving? Um, you know how was the how was the how was the transformation? Man, it was a beautiful transformation, man. Because <laughs> you got to think, you brought all this in, and I don't think it was no person that was greedy. I feel like everybody wanted to see everybody win, so we all had what could we go to D and go like D one, D two, get offers, win ball game, get off. So like, of course, God or the money was different. Felt good get my first check, free for a check and all that stuff and the food. Of course, all this. It's just the whole lifestyle. Right. Just to play in the SEC stadium. Yeah. Over a hundred thousand. That was an experience. And you playing against the top competition every week. And then you got to play against guys that were playing with you, Jermaine and Rakeem, and you got to play them every week in and out and see those guys. Um, and so it's always an honor to just to see, like, oh, shit, he played with me at Juco at Indy. So, you know, it's always love to see my fellow any brothers, like, succeed and grow in life. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. That's good. You know, Alan, Alan's in the chat. Alan's always here on the – he's always in the chat here with me. So, um, uh, Yeah, I talked to Alan. Um, he got a new coaching gig. I yep. told him congrats. Yep, yep, yep. Out in uh, Texas, Austin. Yeah. What – uh. So what's your plans next year? XFL, the Rock's coming in. USFL's getting a second year. Um, are you trying to? Is that is that something? One of your goals? Trying to get back Most here to the best. states? I saw you post something saying this food is like Indy. I got to get some uh, home cooked meal. What's going on? What's <laughs> up with the food out there? Is it like the Indy Cafe or what? Nah, I think it's worse, man. They, oh they, shit! You know, I'm a I'm a D lineman. Like bread not gonna fill me up. So, you know, like, they, they have a bunch of pasta and bread and stuff like that. So, you know, I got to get some real food. Now, now, how was Lincoln? How was Lincoln? That was more like Juco again, right? Ah, man. <laughs> Worse than Juco. So, it was a first-year startup. Now, where was um, it at? Oakland, in the middle of Oakland, California. Yep, yep. It's a brand-new school, right? Brand-new school. They hired Gary Payne to be the uh, basketball, basketball coach. coach. Yep. Yeah. So it was uh new. Of course, my first time out in Cali. Um, after hearing, you know, the JUCO stuff, how they treat JUCO players and, you know, folks in Cali, I real deal saw it. And, like, I must say it's a difference compared, like, Cali football compared to the rest of the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You got to see it, huh? Yeah, see it and live there every week. And you play there just the, the one season, right? Just one season, get some film, and, you know, that that worked out. We ended up playing SFA, um, Division One, Double A. I think I had, like, 17 tackles that game. So, you know. Stephen A. Austin? Was, yeah, Stephen A. Austin. Huh. Hell, yeah. Now, I saw some of your clips that they, they put on there. I was like, this cat, right? And then you just did, – did you just return a touchdown in this league here? Yeah, just hustling, not giving up, just – Get the ball, return it. Boy, I remember. I, I remember a coach used to do that shit every Friday morning at five in the morning. You remember that motherfucker? Man, <laughs> you and Coach Martin. Hey, sk- hey, we. Used to, hey, remember? I got your asses up to go do what? Scoop and score was the last thing Scoop we did. Score. You remember? Scoop I was out there score. trying to block your ass. Man, for real. Hey, those are good times, though. We got we would do a scoop and score. We would do just like I saw the video Emmett scoring the other day uh, on a video he showed, and we would actually practice that every morning in a in a in a routine that we would go through, and uh, you know your defensive players blocking for the offense and et cetera, et cetera. Now the offense who was on defense actually got the football, but we would go through those scenarios. So it was so good to see Emmett busting his ass down the sideline. Emmett can run now. Emmett can roll now. So he ain't no normal D lineman. That dude's a freak. Um, and he wouldn't have went to Tennessee and started at Tennessee for no reason. Uh, so it's good, man. That's a good thing though. Um, so you said you would like to come back to the States Wherever, USFL, XFL. Hey, they're going to be here. They're both going to be playing in the spring next year, man. And I got a lot of buddies coaching it right now. So I've been talking to a lot of them. So I'm going to try to get your ass back. Yes, sir. Um, so, look, I got a fan question for you. Um, what was the hardest situation in your football life? I probably We already probably talked about it. But what was your hardest situation so far in your football life? I want to say my first year, uh, Andy, you know, it was just uh, coming out of high school, not necessarily coming out of high school because I went to a, a shitty school, Holmes, you know, you know, you got me from Holmes. And um, just I think my first year during that bye week, it was uh, like the most challenging part, but like I faced it. You ain't let me, you know what I'm saying? You ain't give in like you was on my ass. Right. I think I tried to skip practice. Oh yeah, oh, hell, hell, no. bro, Luke. <laughs> hell no, boy, you got your damn mind. I think I hell, bro, Luke. Hey, you know why, I mean, Emmett? I'm like, that's what you were allowed to do before. That's why I was trying to teach you. Like, dog, they've been allowing you to do this. That's why we got to change that shit. It was during a bye week, and we was losing. My first year, we right before the uh, the winter street start, and like that's when I have to say that was the most challenging thing in college. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, all right, look, I got a somebody wants your advice. What is what is your advice about athletics when you hit a tough time or hit a wall? Don't give up. Just look at the man in the mirror. You can't give up. No like doubt. You said the other day, plan A don't work. You got plan B. No doubt. Plan C. No doubt. And be patient. I think the uh, the hardest thing is being patient. I think, you know, we as people, we like stuff right now, right at the moment. We just got to be patient. No doubt. Good advice. What uh, 
I know you, someone, Chris wants to know, they know you want to play pro ball and they know you want to make money doing it and all that. What is your professional goals outside of football? Have you got that far yet? Have you thought about it? Or are you all in on football right now? Or are you thinking about life after football if it don't happen? Of course I'm all in on football at the moment because I don't know who might call or, like you said, what opportunity might present itself. But of course, you know, I'm a good recruiter. I can relate to others. So of course, recruit. And I played the game, so coach. So coaching wouldn't be, you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind coaching? Uh, nah, you know, I love coaching up young kids and coaching up the people behind me and leading. Now, I always see you in Memphis giving back. So that's always, you've always done that. Um, that's good. Man, I, see, I can see you as a coach too. Shit, one of the coaches. From the miss from East Mississippi, who was who was on season one, he coaching D one somewhere. Yeah, I think I heard he at uh, UAB. I think so. You know, what I'm talking about the light skinned cat, D lineman. Uh, nah, he was he was next to Ollie. He was the other D tackle with Ollie. Oh yeah, I think I saw some the other day. He coaching at uh, some Louisiana school or somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he yeah I think he is at like Lafayette or. I don't know. One of them. Um, yeah. But for the moment, like, I'm still active, still healthy. Of course, I tore my ACL at Tennessee the second year. So uh, I'm healed, and, you know, I'm still active. Got that high motor and ready to play, make plays, and win ball games. Change, change my situation and change my family situation. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Hey, someone, uh, someone in the chat said he played with you at Lincoln, uh, Brian Abbott. Uh, yeah, Big Brian, that's my dude. He said, how did you get to Finland? He want, he want to know how you got to Finland. Man, film. Film and um, get your passport. You never know what overseas team might cost or how your passport in hand. I missed out on the opportunity um, to play in Mexico in the LFA. I didn't have my passport in time, so now I got my passport. I'm able to travel anywhere and, you know, pretty much set your own contract. Hey, that's a... Uh... That's a hell of a fucking deal, man. I don't even have my passport no more. I got rid of it a long time ago. How hard is it to get the passport nowadays? Uh, I had mine expedited. So it, I got mine less than two weeks. It's really not hard depending on where, where you're located. It's easier for Americans, I think, right. to get. Um, Elena wanted to know, for a player going into their senior year of high school that feels lost or has slightly lost focus, what is your biggest piece of advice? Because you've been there. Yeah. Um, you just got to lock back in. You got to know your why. Why you doing it? And just find motivation. You know, uh, you've been doing it since a kid, so you just got to find motivation and just lock in. Can't give up. Can't lose hope. If offers not coming in, they got junior college, they got post grad school, they have all type of, you know, what I'm saying extra football stuff for kids like me. Been had the grades. No so doubt. So there's ways you just gotta find it and don't give up. Can't give in. Hell yeah, you got turnover rocks. Uh, Alan, you want to call in? Call in, Alan. Um, Jay, you remember Jay Henry? He was uh, one of the assistants helping out Tammy in the office. He from Mississippi. Oh yeah, yeah. Jake, Jay in here all the time. He want to ask you a question too. I love cats that are members good. call in and shit and ask questions, so they could call in sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, Lucy. Lucy's a social worker, man, out in Texas. She said she likes that your no your no why answer. Um, it kind of rely it kind of relates to everything in life. She's right though. Um, it does it does do that. Jay, all right, I'm gonna bring Jay on. Jay, you got a question for Big Emmett? Don't be no weirdo, creepy motherfucker either. You better ask that motherfucker a real question and shit. Don't be looking what's like up, you Emmett? fucking pedophile and man, shit. Jay, what's good? Hey, what's good? So, uh, I'm in Mississippi, and I know you're from Brownsville, Tennessee. And so, I heard a few years ago that I think it's your brother is actually a guy that played basketball at the university that I went to, Mississippi State. No boy. So, my question is for you, how much influence did uh uh, did, did did your brother Jarvis Bernardo have on you getting into athletics? A lot. Um, of course, come from an athletic family. Um, as a him, SEC shot blocker, uh, broke Shaquille O'Neal and David Robinson record. And I have a young brother also. Like they play basketball, so I started out playing basketball, but football was my my go to. So it had a big impact watching him travel the world and do what he loved to do. I feel like I can do the same thing. I think he's over playing somewhere in Europe right now too, isn't he? Uh, no, nah, not at the moment. I think he's about to get ready to head out. I'm, I'm not sure what country, but he should be playing like soon this season, maybe August, somewhere. All right. Yeah. I remember watching him a lot when I was younger. I was probably in high school, maybe less when he was playing. And, you know, when he finally got that shot block record, you know, the whole fan base celebrated. Yes, sir. Hey, Jay, well, who's talking to you in, Jay? Also. Sir? Where house you in? Uh, I'm in my house. Oh, you got a nice ass house. You were in a room the other day. You look like you were you where you was store little fucking kids and shit at. Now you look like a nice ass <laughs> house and shit. What's going on? Uh, Your ass weirdo ass. You out there I doing mean, some weird shit, I'm, Jay. Uh, normally I'd be in my room. But oh, your you room's know, fucked up. Uh, you better get rid of your room. My Fix your dad fucking room. is in the hospital right now. My mom's with him right now. So why you, you say your daddy's in the hospital? Yeah, he's like he's like seventy six. Uh, he he came up to one game, the Coffeeville game, when I was up there working for y'all. But uh, he's having some some issues right now. So my mom's with him, so I'm get, getting moved around, getting to see a little more of my place. No, oh, I got you. Well, hey, thanks for calling and asking him a question, man. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, later. Yeah, Emmett. Uh, I remember good old Jay, man. Jay's a good dude, man. Uh, all the trainer was cool, man. Yeah, they were, they was all cool. Um, you talked to Rachel? I haven't talked to Rachel. I saw she had a baby recently. I saw that too. I saw that too. I was shocked. Yeah, that, I saw that <laughs> I too. Rachel was uh, the redheaded female trainer on Last Chance You. For everyone that don't know, um, you talked to anyone else like Miss Pinker and all them? Haven't talked to Miss P in a couple years. Miss um, Sonya. And uh, that's about it. Really? Yeah. Um, Miss Campus, Miss Campus, I see her. Um, me and her are friends. Oh, really? On Facebook, and she be hitting me up sometimes. Yeah, I'm not even gonna get started with Miss Pinker. I ain't gonna start. Uh, None of the P two P two 
the P2 family. Families? Like, yeah, that shit was for the show. Fake ass shit. Uh, you don't talk to, who was it? Uh, who'd you have? I had the richest people in Independence, the Hugo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't talked to him? No, nah, I ain't talking to him in a minute. Is that right? Damn. Um, College probably drunk as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. You know how it is. There was, <laughs> hey, we had teachers and administrators, and we even had coaches that wanted to be on that fucking show uh, way more than, uh, than uh, you know, we did. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to be on there like, fuck, man. It was unbelievable. You know what I'm saying? That's why That's I'm a like. crazy gig if you think about it. Yeah, dog. It's, it's fake people out there, bro. It's like unbelievable, man. People got dressed all up and shit to be on a show and fuck. I'm like, man, please. I ain't changing shit. I'm here to get I'm here to get Emmett Good in a scholarship. Fuck all the rest. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to get Allen a scholarship. I'm here to get Jermaine a scholarship. Like people don't realize they think that shit was a show for us. We weren't no actors. See? They think that it was we were acting and shit. Like, motherfucker, we ain't acting. Um, nah, nah, trust me. They but, wanted uh, us to be actors. Whatever he say, <laughs> that shit is not. He he could not think about it. He write shit down. That shit is for real. That's just how he operates. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, people think that. People say that all the time. I mean, oh, what coach be saying? I didn't say shit. I just said what I said. Shit, we we were just real. Shit, that's all it was. It was a real fucking football. It was a real football team and coaching staff. It wasn't like we wrote shit down on a script. Like you fucking idiots. Oh man, Emmett, you don't even know Emmett. The haters I see every day, dog. It's unbelievable. Uh, you you eat a lot of fish out there. They're asking questions. They still ain't knock you out though. So, nah, you know, you know how it go, Emmett. Shit, dog. If I if I let these haters knock me down, shit, I wouldn't stand for shit with y'all back in the day. You know what I'm saying? I would. My yeah. word wouldn't have meant shit. So I wouldn't have told you all the shit I told you if I was gonna be that easily knocked down. Shit, and trust me, Emmett, these motherfuckers come after me every day. I can only imagine. You're real and you're strong. You solid. So yeah, you know how it is. You'll hey, never you know, say nothing bad about you. Hey, Emmett, they trying to get rid of the alpha males in this country, dog. Shit, I'm telling you that right now. They try to get rid of us. They don't want no alpha strong males no more. Man, crazy. It's crazy. Hey, how much fish you eat out there? I ate my first fish the other day. Really? I tried sushi for the first time also. Sushi good out there? Uh, But you're not a sushi guy, so it would be different for you. Yeah. Yeah, it was my first time, and it was raw, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, you want some fucking ribs. You want some motherfucking meat. I already know you. (laughs) Shit. Hey, I'd have Emmett over at my house all the time. That motherfucker ate all the barbecue I have. Hey, Coach can cook his ass off, too. He had that head time that he could cook. Hey, people don't. Hey, Emmett, don't tell tell him all my secrets. I'll have all the girls coming over. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Uh, I, I got to send you some steaks, dog. Shit, I got to get you some damn meat. So you out there a few more months left, huh? Yeah, I'm out here for a couple more months. And then where? Back to Memphis? Back to the States to train and wait on my next opportunity. Hell yeah, we got to get you in the... There's two spring leagues, dog. Shit, we got to get you We got to get you a shot. Um, I'm ready. Whatever you got to do. Well, look, I'm going to holler at my agent. Um Pro Star uh, out of Denver. I'm gonna holler at them and uh, see what's up and see if they're willing to holler at you and maybe. Uh, is you got the same number? Nah, I seen my number. All right. I got a California number. Oh, do you? Okay. 
send me a send me a number, man, and uh, let's chop it up and see if I can get you an agent to uh, get you kind of pushed out there and see if what's up with one of these leagues because there's some cats gonna get scooped up out of these leagues. Like Keith Williams got a shot, Delrick got a shot to go back. Um, you know, different cats like that. Rakeem trying to get back going, so um, we'll see. Plus, you know, Jermaine Calvin, uh, Dang. You know all these guys that that are that are with us that are that that signed and are going to make money. Um, that'll be a good look because that'll show them you know what 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 we're about, what JUCO's about, especially those indie pirates. Those cats are out there out there now, so we we got more cats out there than anybody. So it is what it is, and uh, um, you know go from there, man. So it'd be a good situation. So. Appreciate you, Emmett, man. I'm going to holler at you, man. I know. What time is it right now? Man, it just hit 12 o'clock at night, Coach. Midnight. Midnight. So it's Midnight. it's damn, it's damn Wednesday already. And the sun is, the sun don't go down, so. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, yeah, the sun don't go down, huh? No, not at all. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that shit. So it's six months out the year like Alaska. Yep. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, hey, man, it's good seeing you, boy. I love you. And uh, you need something, hit me up. And like I said, we'll chop it up and uh, see what, what we can do get you back over here. Much love, Coach. Thanks for having me. All right, Emmett. I'll talk to you later on. All right. Um, much love to Emmett over there. Um, if Emmett, you're still listening, what's the name of your team? Drop it uh, for me. Uh, hit me up. And I'll get back to you. Um, appreciate him coming on, man, and chopping it up and talking to us. Um, lot, 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 lot left on the show to discuss. Lots to discuss. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Um, good to see my former guys, man. It's always good. You know, Emmett's just so laid back, laissez-faire type of dude. Uh, but he's a beast on the field. And uh, hope he gets back out there and gets it going. Um, again, I want to ask before we get going. Should Joey Chestnut be on the Mount Rushmore of all-time champions? Of all-time champions, should he be on the list? Um, Joey Chestnut has won fucking 15 championships in his respective sport hot dogs now i've had joey on my show um i don't know i don't know if he should be i don't know if you can consider that a real sport that's going to be talked about uh lucy i kind of agree with you Uh, i agree with you um on that um Maybe on some lists, but I don't know about on an all-time list with Bill Russell and fucking Nadal. Eating hot dogs, I think, is more of a what you can intake, not what you really can play. I, I think Joey's probably the worst fucking athlete. Joey's actually from California, by the way. We had a good conversation. Um, it was funny. Um, so, moving on to the show. You know... I don't know if you saw that your tweets now are being monitored by a lot of folks. And if you tweet out some shit about our fucking government, be ready for them motherfuckers to send you a letter in the mail or 
anywhere. But look at this. Homeland Security wrote a letter basically threatening this motherfucker who wrote a tweet and basically told him, you better fucking stop the shit or we're going to find your ass. And uh, look at that shit. Homeland Security wrote a letter to this motherfucker that tweeted out some threatening things about the Roe vs. Wade decision. Uh, I thought it was funny. So all the shit we got forced down our throat like a fucking Joey Chestnut hot dog about getting the vaccine, the Pfizer, the Moderna, whatever it was, the Johnson & Johnson 2-in-1, the booster shot. Pfizer made billions of dollars and possibly trillions how the fuck is the CEO of Pfizer yet to be vaccinated then? See, we're just these guinea pig fucks, man. And, and, and see, you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. That is the problem. You stand for nothing, fall for everything. The CEO of Pfizer has yet to be vaccinated. Yet, they push this herd vaccination on everybody. And the shit blows my mind. That's why I didn't do it. Like, fuck that. By the way, Badlands Booker has also been on my show, Jay. Go figure. Badlands Booker and Joey Chestnut have both been on this show when it was the Slapdick Podcast. Um, R. Kelly plans to snitch on every motherfucker. R. Kelly wants out so bad, he plans to snitch on multiple celebrity pedophiles. I can't wait to see this pedophile list because it's going to shock you. It's going to be your favorite fucking actors your favorite fucking comedians it's gonna be your favorite people in the world and that is why you haven't seen who's been on the epstein fucking train because it's gonna hurt your feelings when you see more kevin spacey's out there and more um Bill Cosby's out there and more Russell Simmons is out there and more Naomi Campbell's out there and Chris Tucker's and all these different people, all your favorite politicians and priests who I tell you all the time, the most crooked motherfuckers in the world are politicians and priests. And look at this. Look who allowed a pedophile. Look who seized documents. Your favorite president, Obama, has seized Letters from being leaked on how many pedophiles are out there. Look at this. Barack Obama deleted the data of over 500,000 pedophiles. If you haven't seen that, then you can't... You just, just believe me once in a while, man. Believe your boy, Coach JB, when I say the priests and politicians are the most crooked motherfuckers in the world. And you wonder why we have a dude that can't even speak right now. He can't even speak. He's so bad, he can't even speak. And we wonder why we're all fucked up. But the guy before him, I mean, was just as retarded. I mean, let's just be honest. He might have not fallen asleep as much, but he shit his pants and had diapers. And I mean, it's fucking a joke. We got these are the two people that have been our last two presidents, dog, are literally fucking jokes and mockeries of the fucking Constitution. That is who the presidents have been. Um, I want to just continue to show the, the, the course that we're headed down in our country. There is a female, I don't know if you realize this, she. She married a rag doll. Have you heard, have you seen this fucking deal? 
This bitch married a rag doll. Okay? Let's be honest. Keep this up for a minute. She she let she married a rag doll. And now she's made a rag doll baby to call her to call him her child. We are fucking really delusional, dog. We are really fucked up right now. We are fucked up in America, in the world, where we're marrying rag dolls right now. I don't understand where we are. What is going on, people? We're marrying rag dolls. This show hasn't even started, fellas. Trust me. I, I, I can't even get with you. But I want to break down something in between the shit show we're fucking headed down. And the true go-getters, the one-of-ones um, in America, okay? Mark Zuckerberg, all right, owner of Facebook, who started it, who apparently a lot of people think he stole it from his boys. They went half and half and all these different things, right? Mark Zuckerberg has basically told his employees, you're not good enough to work here, and I hope you guys quit, and I want to break this down a little bit. You can say what you want to say about Zuckerberg, all right? Is he in with the Russians, and is he doing this, and is he in all this? I don't give a fuck. It's not a, I'm not a conspiracy theorist like that. I don't really care what he does and what you think of him and all that. What I do know is he's a billionaire, and he's an elite one-of-one one billionaire. That's what I do know. What I do know about elite people, regardless of how you think they got there, regardless of what you think about them, the truth of the matter is they got there because of one thing. They will eat their young. They will eat their young. A lot of people think, oh, man, it ain't that serious and all that. It ain't that serious when you don't have what he has. Everybody says it ain't that serious. It ain't that serious, dog, because you don't have it. If you earned it and had it, I guarantee you it would be that serious. He's an elite one-of-one one human. So he tells his employees that they could not work for him. They're not good enough. And the Googles of the world and the Twitters of the world and the Instagrams, and well, Instagram's his, but the Twitters and the TikToks and everything he's trying to uproot are trying to dabble in his space. And he was he thinks he was the first one, right? And remember he bought out fucking MySpace and shit, right? He canceled MySpace. MySpace was the big thing, remember? So he's made this big old push in this media world, social media world. Now he's coming back and trying to pick off TikTok. If you haven't looked, he's starting to pay big money for doing reels on Facebook. So if you're a fucking uh, a public figure on Facebook and you do reels. He's paying big old money to try to pull cats from going over to TikTok. So he's trying to do some big things still. Trying to stay relevant in this younger man's social media, so to speak. The TikToks of the world and the, and the different things. Um, it's funny and weird that everyone that way that thinks that way. Bezos. Zuckerberg. Fucking... Um, all these billionaires, the Walton brothers at Walmart, why are they so cutthroat? They all have one thing in common. They will cut your motherfucking ass if you don't get results. Why do the best coaches in the world get results? <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you. I mean, it's all adds up. 
You all think it's whispering sweet nothings and nice guy gets the fucking pie. No, it don't. Nice guys finish last. And that's why you can't work for me. See, he said, I would, I hope you quit. I would have said you're fired. I would have said you're fired. I'd have got rid of your motherfucking ass. But see, that's just, that's the deal when you're getting into that deal. Um, a Pennsylvania drag queen who counseled children has been arrested and charged with 25 counts of child pornography. This bitch counsels children that you guys put on social media, which I just told you, stop putting your fucking kids' business out there. People like that are taking full advantage, but yet we got fucking parents putting our kids in drag shows and drag queen shows and all these different things. And it's like, wait till I show you a video later on of a famous drag queen. Um, Lucy, this is affecting you straight out in all my Texas folks. Texas beaches are apparently super fucked up and infested with shit. Lucy, what's going on? Um, we have some beaches that are shitty too. Venice Beach, we have shit beaches. Um, beautiful places, world historical beaches, but we got syringes in some of ours, fucking shit floating around. Um, come on, Lucy. It says every one of your beaches in Texas is fucked up. What's going on, Galveston down there? What's going on? I love Galveston. It's always gloomy though. Every time I'm in gloomy uh, Galveston. What ble- what beach are you at, Lucy? Galveston? Um, I mean, you guys only got one fucking beach in Texas, right? <laughs> um, if you haven't seen the U.S. Open Tennis Instagram or Twitter, him and DJ Metcalf, the, the, the U.S. Open and DJ Metcalf got into it. Uh, leave it up for one second. Not a sport, says the person about to watch 17 games of Drew Locke. So DJ Metcalf came out and was like, U.S. Open's not a sport. And U.S. Open came back and was like, tell that to Drew Locke when you're watching him. And DJ came out and said, all right, chill, we get the point. And then uh, U.S. Open tennis got to have a gangster running their social media. Um uh, I love when porn sites pop into our thing. Um, that shit is crazy. Oh, you're in uh, South Padre Island? Is that where you are? Yeah, that's the that's the spring break attraction, right? That's like that would be like the worst beach on the West Coast, Padre Island. <laughs> and I'm not trying to throw no shade at you, Lucy, but you know, Padre Island is a fucking gloomy ass beach. Is it nice out there right now? Nurse Court, what's up? Um, so Drew Locke, Drew Locke got involved in this tweet barrage with DJ Metcalf, and he also came out and said, uh, happy fourth to all, but especially to the intern at U.S. Open. Um, man, people are running social media right now to get a bunch of clout, dog. I tell you, look at the Radio Shack people. Everybody's trying to get some clout and get into the game. There's so much money out there. I think marketing material has been amped up a little bit, and everyone's told to step their game up. You better step your game up in this social media fucking thing, or you're going to get the big fish eat little fish. They're going to eat your ass. So everybody, even the U.S. Open, is getting involved. So pretty much uh, a shout-out to the U.S. Open 
and all they do. Um, real quick, though, this show, this show is brought to you by Blue Chew. Make sure you listen and head on over to BlueChew.com. Proud sponsor of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast is Blue Chew. Head on over to BlueChew.com. Being intimate with your partner should be the best part of your day. When you get to have it, don't let whatever happened during your day get in your head and ruin the fun. The Chewables from BlueChew.com can make your day a better one. It'll make sure you're able to perform at your best when you get the opportunity to have fun. Every man wants a winning team, front row seats to the big game, and a partner to heat things up in the bedroom. Blue Chew can help with the last one. Make sure you head on over. Don't be a slapdick. Get you some Blue Chew. Use it today. You don't want to be laughed at in the bed, gentlemen. And your ladies don't want to go chase somebody else down because you can't get it up. Head on over to BlueChew.com. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them that I sent you. Get you $5 off shipping using the promo code BELIEVE. And you can receive your first month free. BlueChew.com. Tell them I sent you. Peace. BlueChew.com. Go check it out. Gotta check it out. Um, Top five most beautiful NFL players' wives. I can't give that list out. I think I've cracked a few. I'm just being honest. I can't really give that list out. I'll be... uh, I'll be a hypocrite, dog. I'll be a hypocrite because I think I've fucked a few of them. I'm just being real with you. I don't want to say no names. I don't want to say no names. But um, I'm just going to keep it real and keep it pushing. Um, (laughs) I'm just being honest with you guys, man. I hate to say that. Um, So I got to. Yeah, it is safe with alcohol consumption. That's the only way that I would take it. Oh, Brittany Mahomes is the worst one. I would take her. She's the worst one, and I wouldn't touch her with your pinky toe, Lucy. I wouldn't fuck Brittany Mahomes with fucking Brian Martinez's five books of mine. I would not fuck her with all the dicks on the fucking, what is it, Pornhub. There's no fucking way i touch her. She is absolutely atrocious, and I think... Patty Mahomes, we call Patty on this side of the of, of the coast line, I think has um I think he busted his nut too early. She must suck dick from the back, y'all. I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? You you heard people say, I, I never had my dick suck like that from the back. I think she's done some things from the back and it has to keep him coming back. There's no way that that lady should be fucking with a $500 million motherfucker. Um, I don't know, dog. I don't know. I don't know. Because his brother's a weirdo fuck. She's a weirdo fuck. She's horribly looking. I, I mean, I hate to hate on a fucking person. But this is how I look at it. Apparently, they've been together forever. So if they've been high school sweethearts or whatever, hey, much love to you. Be with them. You know what I'm saying? Short, fast, skinny, and tall. Fuck them all. Period. Fuck it. And guess what? She could talk all the shit she wants. She could talk all the shit she wants. She got the money. She got the bag. She got Patty Mahomes. 
She'll probably only have one Super Bowl, but that's what it is. One more than everyone else, right? I mean, it is what it is. Um, I'm going to show a video at the end of this conversation right quick, but I got to break something down. And I got to ask, I'm being honest, and great conversations, great disagreements great create great conversations. I always say that, right? Coach, you blocked me, though, on Twitter. But you always say disagreements create great conversation. But you blocked me. No shit. I'm going to block bitch-made cats, okay? Make sure we understand something. If I engage in a conversation with you, that means I have some sort of mutual respect for you to listen to you. And then we'll have a conversation. And lies this, you have to show me and prove to me a resume of fucking substance. You have to show me that you're worthy of having a fucking conversation about the topic that I'm discussing. If you have zero followers and your first comment on my timeline is some dumbass dick writing fucking comment, I'm blocking you. So don't come find me on my Instagram or my TikTok or my email. That is the the definition of a bitch-made cat. You got blocked, bitch boy. Now, you have zero followers. Shut the fuck up. Stay out of my lane. Okay? Stay in your lane. Okay? You're thirsty. You need followers. I get it. You want me to talk to you. I usually talk to most of my dick-riding friends. Um, or, or people on, on Twitter because you guys are just the know-it-all gods of the world. I get it. Um, but having said that, this right here, I believe, is going to spark a great conversation. Or it could get me blocked. Who knows, right? Um, but I want to break down a few things real quick. Lucy, everybody in this room, most of you are on my side on a lot of things. I appreciate it. And you don't have to be. You don't have to be on my side for me to like or respect you, okay? Please understand that part of it. But usually people listen to certain people because they agree with certain things. Maybe not everything, but a majority of things. That's kind of how people go, right? Joe Rogan's fan base is usually someone that agrees with him and the haters that don't they're in there just for that reason right same thing here we get it but let me break something down lucy i want to ask a woman nurse court i want to ask a woman do i as a heterosexual man okay do i i'm not a i'm not a gay basher i'm not a i'm not a guy that's gonna go around and trying to just i i it's so important to me to bash you and fuck you up because you're gay it's not it's not that serious that is when i'll say it's not that serious okay um that is when i'll say it's not that serious that is not that serious to me okay each his own each his own Go ahead. If you're gay, you're gay. You're bi, you're bi. You're, you're lesbian, you're lesbian. Whatever it may be. I told you lesbians are my favorite. This is my question, though, to everyone. As a heterosexual man that does not go that way and participate in those things and prefer him not to be around me or pushed in my face, right? I don't want you. I'm not pushing my beliefs onto you so don't push them onto me that's it we'll be fine i don't care if you're in the same room as me i don't give a fuck but 
Do I have to watch two dudes fucking or kissing on every fucking movie and commercial that I turn on? Do I have to watch this now? Is this the fucking narrative that's being pushed on America in the, over the last few years? I, I don't watch TV. So when I am chilling and I got to turn on TV for some reason, every fucking thing I turn on, it's a dude kissing a dude. It's a gay man talking about fucking AIDS or this or that. And it's on every single fucking program. I don't want to see it, dog. I don't want to see it. Does that make me anti-gay? No. Does it make me a gay basher? No. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Like, why is it forced on me? We should have an opportunity to shut that shit off. Like, I don't want to watch it. You motherfuckers want to watch it. Go ahead. But you want to bitch and moan about something I put. I can't promote slapdick whiskey, though, right? But you could promote your dick slapping each other. That shit blows my fucking mind. So the freedom of speech exists to one side, but not the other. Oh, slapdick whiskey! It's so it's so controversial. There's no way I can I can ever have that in my on my shelf. <laughs> but it's not controversial to be walking naked with the fucking Boy Scouts down fucking downtown L.A. Right? That's perfectly normal. Let's just fucking swing our dicks around my fucking five year old daughter. You fucking cowardly bitch. That is perfectly okay, huh? But slapdick whiskey is too fucking truthful for you to fucking grasp, and it hurts your motherfucking feelings, right? We used to have a parental fucking control on our TVs. Remember that shit? And it was for us to see titties, ass, pussy back in the day, right? Dog, there's no more TV parental controls, Jay. This is the norm. We're walking around with our dicks out during gay pride, homie. Our little baby. We got drag queens trying to fucking lure our babies into their fucking titty bars. What do you mean, parental control? Are we hitting the parental control fucking button on that shit? Man, it's so fucked up. This is why I say this. My buddy hits me up. And he goes, you know what, JB? You like Mike Epps? Netflix has a series out called The Upshaws. Turn it on. I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. It's with, it's with, it's with your... Because I, I, I grew up um, a fan of Kim Fields. Kim Fields was like... I, loved, I was in love with Kim Fields when she was young. On, on, uh, on Good Time. I mean, on... Uh, on uh, fuck, it's drawing a blank. But anyway, Kim Fields was a sister on a TV show I grew up watching. And she had humongous titties, right? And she was cute. She had humongo titties. She had a, a big-time breast reduction. Um, Tootsie, yes. Facts of life. So Kim Fields grew up loving Kim. Uh, I like Mike Epps. Um, and, then, and then they got What's-Her-Name on it who directed the show. She's funny as hell, right? I, I think she's funny as shit. Um, it's called The Upshaws, right? The show on the Netflix is called The Upshaws. And part two is coming out. Season two is out right now. So I went and watched season one. I went back and watched season one. And I'm like, okay, cool. The son had a baby. You know, good looking brother is, is Mike Epps and Kim Field's son. He, he got a kid. He got a kid with a, with a good looking female. Okay. He has a kid with a good looking female. And then the season two comes out. 
And a cop, a female cop comes to the door and says, this is your kid. And he's like, oh, shit, I got a second kid now. Why did they make him gay? So now Mike Epps' son in this show, The Upshaws, is gay. He is gay. And like the fourth episode of this show last night, I'm in the bed falling asleep to it. And I'm watching it. And uh, they got him and his boyfriend straight up tongue kissing on the couch on this show. And I'm just like, so this is okay. This is fucking perfectly fine. Let's push our narrative. I want two dudes tongue kissing on a show on Netflix. And if I popped it up, and saw it, and my kids saw it, I would be pissed and cancel Netflix. I'm going to be 100% real with you. I would cancel Netflix. Having said that, Michael Myers, a made-up horror movie figure, can't kill a gay couple because they want him canceled. Mind you, this is a made-up guy. Michael Myers isn't real, people. He's made up. He's a made-up fucking horror film figure. He's not a real guy, okay? He's not a real guy. So, but he killed two gay people in the last Michael Myers Halloween, and they wanted to cancel a fake person. They wanted to cancel a fake fucking human. They wanted the producer to be canceled. But I got to watch two dudes tongue kiss on Netflix on a fucking show with Mike Epps in it. Man, I don't know, dog. I'm, I'm thinking about canceling Netflix my damn self. Let them lose 200,000 fucking followers. They're losing 200,000 subscribers a month, I hear, Netflix is. Um, this is the issue I have. Last season, he wasn't um, gay. He wasn't gay on the last season, this guy, Mike Epps' son. This season, he's gay. Uh, He's a grown man, by the way. See what this does to little boys watching? I just want you to know what it does to little boys watching. What it does to little boys watching is it keeps them to continuing to stay as a boy. They're not turning into a man. They're staying as a boy. And this is what you don't get. The feminist movement and all this shit to cut out the masculine people and humans in the world are making these 25-year and younger boys, mostly white boys, that just be honest, are shooting up every fucking thing. And we're going to break that down. But... I want to show a video of a famous drag queen who I have the utmost respect for right now. And I want you to see a video of her um, discussing the young people, the kids in titty bars with their parents being involved in these drag queen events. I want you to hear it firsthand from a drag queen Fucking famous drag queen. I want you to see this 30-second clip on this girl. Stay tuned. 
no idea why you want drag queens to read books to your children. I have no idea. What, what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much? Other than put on makeup and, and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage. I have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child. I mean, can I get a round of applause? I applaud her. I applaud her for coming out. I applaud her for coming out and at least saying what she said. Real shit. Because um, I'm going to be honest, dog. I'm so glad to see her come out, that guy or girl. I don't even know what they are anymore. I don't even know what they're fucking called no more. But she just straight out said it. I bet you I wouldn't even be surprised if she come up missing soon. Like, that's how fucking crazy this shit is. Like Dr. Sebi, who pushed natural fucking healing things that we can get from the earth, who a buddy of mine was actually healed by Dr. Sebi, and then Dr. Sebi's found dead in his fucking apartment right here in Crenshaw in L.A. It's funny that things like this that get out end up being silenced. It's crazy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but damn, dog. It's it's kind of like the Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner, who was... Uh, Bruce Jenner to me, uh, he came out and basically came out and said, I don't agree with Leah Thomas racing females and swimming. At least Caitlyn Jenner realizes the difference in biomechanics of a man versus a woman, a biological man and a biological woman. It's not, com it's not fair. Competitiveness is not fair in an athletic event. At least Caitlyn Jenner came out and said it. Kudos to him for doing it. Kudos to this tra this drag queen that came out and basically said to the parents, why the fuck are you bringing your kids around drag queens? Why is the drag queen movement such a big fucking thing right now? Why is testosterone boosting such a big fucking thing right now? Why is the, 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 the pronoun and the fucking... Non-binary fucking bullshit. Why is that such a big fucking deal right now? And I, I it blows my mind. Um, Tom Judson said, "Stop electing the left wing whack." Listen, I, I'm I don't know what I am. I'm a straight down the middle shooter. I don't care. I'm independent. I'm an independent thinker. I'm never left. I'm never right. I don't know what the difference is between them all. I wish we didn't never had them. I wish we never had them. I think the government created these constitutions and these fucking Right wing, left wing, blue, red, right, left. All these different things they did to separate us down the line, which we are now being separated at all time high. We've never been this divided as a country. I don't give a fuck when you go back and look at it. We've never been this divided, even during the civil fucking war. So I just want to elect the fucking pe somebody that has the fucking best interests of human beings that are in this country. So that the country itself can thrive again and be the country that it was. I don't give a fuck if you're right, left, red, blue. What happened to just picking the right motherfucker that tells the truth? We don't have that no more. We're so worried about Tom Judson, what he's saying. We're worried about picking the right or the left. 
This is why you have the voting issues. This is why you have all this different shit. Because we're so worried about picking our side. I want to be, we got the right guy to win, dog. It's a dick measuring contest amongst a bunch of fucking small dick syndrome having men. Let's just keep it 100. It is a dick measuring contest amongst a bunch of micro penis having fucking dudes. That is where we are right now. And if you don't, I don't know how to break it down better than that. That is the exact, that is the bottom line. So that is the bottom line. J. Mikey's now, J. Michaels is now J. Mikey. So, and experience has nothing to do with it. You can never beat the truth. <laughs> Your experience can never beat the fucking truth. The truth is what it is. I don't give a fuck if you experience or not. My dad had more experience than me too. Like I, I'm just telling you, experience is 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 a is a is something we can never. That the young folks that say, "Oh, uh, Michael Jordan ain't nowhere near Kobe, are nowhere near LeBron," but you never saw Michael Jordan. You can't comment on it then. So experience in that regard matters. Tom Judson, myself, we've been around three eras of hoopers, football players, politicians. We can compare all of them. If you've only been in one generation, stop talking about this is only way. It's the most ignorant statement you can make. How do you fucking know? You were just born in 1990 fucking eight. How the fuck do you know how good Michael Jordan was? So it, it is what it is, right? Um, oh, I believe you, Tom. I'm glad. I, I don't think you would be in this chat, Tom, if you, if you, if you trusted politicians. So I, I, I commend you. I appreciate it. Politicians and priests are the most crooked fucking humans on earth. That just is what it is. I mean, I don't care what you say. It is what it is. That is what we have. Um, but um, I'm glad that drag queen came out and told these parents, what the fuck have we done to be this inspirational to your babies? Your kids are watching this shit. I mean, God damn. Like, like, like this has become a clout chasing. We are so worried about our social media f- feed that we are willing to lose our jobs over it. Okay. Lose our jobs over it. And I don't know if you have seen um, the, the latest thing, but a Rhode Island state senator, a thick old sister, is in trouble and may be fucking removed from the Senate for twerking, being damn near butt naked on the beach, twerking and doing a video that I wouldn't even... I would be pissed off at my daughter for doing, and this is a state senator, and you're telling me our country's in a good place? Peep this shit out. Vote Senator Mack. That's the senator. That's her voting pull. That's her voting push, homie. Vote Senator Mack. 
that's the senator, dog. That's the put. That's their voting. Holy fuck, homie. That is a state senator. And that is the get down for her. And, and, and hopefully she might win. And if that's the new win, that was her ad campaign, Marksy. That was it. Um, I don't know her name. Uh, Tiara Mack. Tiara Mack is her name. Her name is Tiara Mack. Um, She's not, she not even that bad looking. She actually looks pretty good. She's kind of thick. Uh, she get a little sloppy, but you know, uh, you know, she might be older. Maybe she's my show. Maybe she's my age. I don't know. But she's out there getting it in. Twerks for votes. Twerks for votes. Fuck it. Let's twerk for voting. Um, uh, shit. It is what it is, dog. Um, Brad said not getting his vote. <laughs> but Brad, Lisa gets your vote. Come on, Brad. You're a hypocrite, homie. I lost some respect for you right there. What's going on, dog? Come on. You like Lisa but not her? Come on now. Um, I'm sorry. I'm too honest. Brett Favre came out recently and basically said exactly what I said about Derek Carr. And if you haven't seen it, he said, I'd be shocked if Devontae Adams had the same year. I think Derek Carr is a very good quarterback, but he's not in Aaron's league yet. May never be. And that's no disrespect. I think I came out and literally said the same shit. How many times? How many fucking times have I said that shit? I've literally came out and said that I don't know how many times. Derek Carr is not fucking any good, people. Can you fucking understand that? Devontae Adams is going to have a fucked up year. Just mark my words when they start to double-team his ass. And watch how Derek Carr forces it and his struggles. And then, oh, man, Coach A.B. ain't never been wrong to quarterback. Well, you're going to see, motherfucker. Let's mark my words. I'll bet a motherfucker. Anyone who wants to bet that Derek Carr is continuing to be shitty and continues to not win a playoff game, we can bet it. Uh, anytime you want, we can bet it. Um if you haven't noticed, uh, China apparently bought some land next to one of our Air Force bases. Um, North Dakota, near one of our fucking drone bases. This is allowed. Now, I would, it's, it's hard for me to believe. It's hard for me to believe that our government would allow China to buy something near an Air Force base if there wasn't some investigation done. My brother's been in the Air Force a long time, dog. We know when you fart at night. Okay? I want to calm America down. Unless it's some huge conspiracy where we're just letting motherfuckers come fuck us in the ass overnight. I would find, I would uh, hard-pressed to know that that China company is is totally innocent. Um, or I don't believe we would have let them that close to a base. Okay? Um, it might be scary, uh, I guess. But I don't believe that company... Um, I'm sure they're fully Americanized. I'm sure they're fully over here now. I'm sure they're fully indebted in America. And uh, I don't believe that is a big deal. And if it was, I don't think we would be fucking allowing it. Okay? I don't believe that. Now, if we do allow it and it does bite us in the ass, then we're fucked and we've just given up the ass. So that's how I look at that. Um Amazon Bezos, the owner, 
Bezos, whatever his name is. I don't give a fuck. Just don't have a fucked up name if you want me to pronounce it right, motherfucker. Um, him and Biden going at it on Twitter. Inflation is far too important a problem for the White House to keep making statements like this. It's either straight ahead misdirection or a deep misunderstanding of basic market dynamics. Uh, Biden came out and said basically um, gas companies, gas pumps, gas stations are basically controlling the price at the pump. Okay, I even know that ain't true. I even know that ain't true. And I'm far from some type of fucking economic fucking background or uh, guy. So, holy fuck, we're dumb. I mean, we're dumb, dog. Because, see, Debo, who just came in and said, let's vote for Trump. Um, he's a fucking idiot. He's another troll. But Debo, who came in and said, let's vote for Trump, MAGA 2024. So you guys don't get... The fact that you think Biden's really fucking writing this shit. Do you think Biden is really fucking coming up with his topics at the fucking podium? Biden can't even speak. You think he's coming up with fucking things to say? He's fucking horrible. We get it. Trump is horrible. We get it. Why can't you just agree? Like... You chose to take the lesser evil on this vote. And now, oh, Tom, I wish you would. Tom, you must not live in California. A hundred bucks don't even fill up my Cadillac Escalade truck. Half. A hundred bucks don't even fill up half of my tank. So, you know, we're pushing $7 in a lot of areas, $8 in a lot of some spots. So it don't even come close. A hundred dollars don't even fill half of my tank up. I'm just being honest. Um, the Hoover Dam is dying, people. And if you haven't seen the Hoover Dam, you need to see these graphic pictures because the Hoover Dam controls the West Coast. It controls... Um, Arizona, uh, Nevada, and California. And look at how fucking low we are. Look at how low we are and how bad we are. And... It is really, really bad, man. It is really, really bad how sad it is. Go back to the first one, Christian. Look at the water flow in 1983. Look at that, dude. To me, this tells you 40 years later that humans, humans have done that. I don't give a fuck what you say, dog. Humans have been crippling this planet for I don't know how long we have no respect for it, and it's going to bite us in the fucking ass one day. Watch. We have no respect for this fucking planet. Gorgeous, beautiful fucking planet. Who knows if it is the one, only one of its existence? Who knows? But holy fuck, dog. We have no fucking um, respect for it. These young punk kids out here throwing McDonald's bags out the fucking truck car windows. Like... Where, we need a president that's going to fucking start holding some motherfuckers accountable for throwing your McDonald's bag out the window. That's what the fuck we need. We need someone to hold these, to hold us all accountable for every single fucking thing we do. How much plastic and bullshit's out in the ocean killing motherfucking whales and shit? 
Like, it's disgusting, homie. Like, I'm be honest. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of being a fucking part of this world right now. I swear to God I am, dog. We are fucking absolute trash. We are trash. Um, we dump it everywhere, Aaron Easy. We dump oil. We dump fucking gas. We dump fucking toxic fucking shit in the water. Barrels and barrels of shit. And we just think the ocean's going to hide it all out. Well, guess what? Just so we know, that drought at the da- Hoover Dam right there, it's going to fucking cripple California, Arizona, Nevada. It's going to cripple a lot of things. But let me tell you something that's more important. As we continue to fuck up the ocean, contrary to all you fucks belief, do you realize that the Hoover Dam can be filled overnight? We could take water out of the ocean and dump it in this motherfucker. You understand that, right? We can dump it into the fucking Hoover Dam right from the ocean. You do know, right? Basic chemistry, basic science. You've learned in elementary school. You can fucking do a lot of things to salt water and make it drinkable, right? You know we can do it. We can heat it up, right? We can take the salt out, right? There's all these things we can do to make salt water fresh water. Well, not if the ocean's so fucking polluted and fucked up. That we can't take the ocean water when we do run out of fucking dams like the Hoover Dam. And just so you know, all that water being lost out of there, we're, 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 we're a year, maybe two years away from having no water in that dam. And we are fucked. I'm just going to be honest. We are absolutely fucked. Because not only is that water for us, it's also power. But it's funny, though. Uh, contrary to belief, trip this. Let, let me just—I just give common knowledge to people. I don't—I'm not no fucking savant. I'm not no genius. I'm not very smart in class. I'm not smart at all. I just give common sense knowledge to motherfuckers. So let me let me let me agree to something real quick. Let me agree to let me tell you guys something real fast. We're you know we're one of the only countries that charges for natural resources, right? Like water. You know we charge for bottled water, and the bottled water prices are going up. You know there's countries out there that water's free in, right? Just like air. We'll be charging for air soon. Don't get it twisted. Mexico City charges for bags of air. They charge a quarter for bag of air. You do know that, right? Because Mexico City's pollution is so fucking bad that we cause we charge a they charge a dollar in Mexico City to fucking get air out of a fucking oxygenated fucking pump. Anyway. That being said, this is how foolish we are as America, how naive we are. So American government is going to charge us and tax us on water, which is a fucking natural resource. We can go get plenty of in the ocean, right? But we refuse to. We're going to continue to charge us for water. But yet we're pushing, we're pushing the narrative that we're out of water. We're in a drought and we're out of water. Well, how are you charging us for water? But yet we're out of water because other countries don't charge for water. They don't charge their citizens for water. Just so you know, it's bullshit when we can go get all the water we want and dump it right back in this dam and fill that motherfucker up. It's just like reprinting money. Now, if you reprint money, obviously it fucking tilters and fucking turns the fucking economic system. So that's why we don't create money, even though Biden has printed new money. Because we just gave over fucking $200 billion to fucking Ukraine. But we're not going to get all that. But 
we charge for water. Water used to be fucking 59 cents. And when it's a 99 cents, when it's a dollar 39 for just a small bottle of Aquafina, now it's dollar 99. But inflation goes up. You don't see it. You don't care. No out of sight, out of mind. Fuck it. Now you got fucking, now you got fucking a dam that's responsible for Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, California, basically about to go empty. Not only are we going to starve from water, we're going to starve from power. The fucking Hoover Dam controls the fucking power grids as well, if you don't know that. So we're going to, we got a lot of issues going, and we got too many things to attack. I don't think any one president can do anything about anything. They got so much, we got so much fucking faulty shit going on, and it starts with the human beings because there's no accountability. You throw a bag of McDonald's out the trash, you should be fucking castrated. I mean, goddamn, dog. You should be fucking thrown in jail right on the spot. That's just what it is, dog. Start making a set and a tone. Making a motherfucking example out of these shitbirds. So maybe your kids can grow up in a fucking world and breathe air and have water. I don't know. But let's just keep fucking polluting the country and the world and the ocean of fucking plastic and oil and everything else. Universal Music Group employee refused to work while mourning, quote, he was mourning for the Roe vs. Wade hearing and uh, decision that came out. Roe vs. Wade, I'm glad they fired this motherfucker. I am so happy they fired this motherfucker. I'm, I couldn't be happier they fired this fucking cowardly bitch-made cat. That's what I'm talking about. People nowadays do shit they think they can get away with. Or know they could get away with. This bitch made cat thinks that Roe vs. Wade solely affected him in such a manner that he wouldn't work. It's another soft excuse to get out a fucking jail free card so you can use a fucking excuse as to why, as to why um, I don't have to work. I'm glad they fired his ass. But too many other folks are not firing that same motherfucker. We are enabling it. See, the enabling is going far, 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 far more um, being done far more than, than, than the firing is doing. That's the problem. This motherfucker acts like Roe vs. Wade's affecting his motherfucking pussy. Is it affecting your pussy, motherfucker? He may have a pussy nowadays, though. He may be the next swimmer. I don't know. But it is what it is. Um, movie theaters ban the Minions uh, fans from wearing suits after TikTok trend starts havoc. So I did not know this was a thing. So apparently these fucking retards get out and dress up in these suits and go to movies and then they start drama. And if you haven't seen the video, apparently they got in suits and then they go start like a mosh pit right in front of the fucking movie theater. Check this shit out. I'm high as hell, I only took a half a pill I'm on some dumb shit By the way, what'd he say? He can tell I ain't missing no meals Come through and fuck him in my automobile Let him eat it with his grills He's telling me to chill He's telling me it's real That he love my stuff I, I gotta be real I gotta be real I have yet I, I don't know, Lucy. I'm telling you, I don't know. Our country is just before our very eyes. But why haven't I seen... Why is it the young kids? 
It's the young kids. So who the fuck is teaching them this? <laughs> I mean, that's where we have to start at, right? We have to start at that. Like, that is where we have to start at. It's all young kids. Mass shooters are young. These fucking weirdo minions are young. Motherfuckers out here killing each other are young. Robbing each other are young. They're all young. So they have to be learning this from somebody. Like, why don't fucking none of you understand this shit? Like, it blows my fucking mind. But why haven't I, TJ, why haven't I ever seen those fucks where I'm at an event? When my, me and my homies are at an event, I've never seen that. And then there's a reason why, because a lot of them would be put down. We would beat the fuck out of these motherfuckers interrupting a movie theater that we're in. And that is the fucking problem. They're not getting hands put on their motherfucking asses. Not only by the patrons in there spending money, which the whole movie theater should have got the fuck up and beat that ass. That's number one. Number two, the parents ain't doing shit, obviously. We know that. But it's funny that I've never seen this shit out in my fuck. Yeah, but but I hear that they're going into other shows, though. I hear this minion thing is they're going into other people's shows in these suits and doing a whole wreck havoc. See, I'd be fucking you up. I'd be knocking every motherfucker out so violently that the that the 30 other cats wouldn't even approach me because their homeboy's face is disfigured. See, when you put the fear of God in a motherfucker, you won't get a lot more static. Motherfuckers will be like, I'm not going to get knocked out. All 30 of them will think the same way. They'll think the same way. Shit, Tom Judson. Football is at an all-time low participation-wise in America. Football has the lowest participation rate ever in America. And guess what's even lower? Referees. Because referees are tired of dealing with the fucking bad parents. Referees are tired of dealing with the other bullshit that goes along with it. So, it's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. But we have no nuts. Nobody will choke one of them motherfuckers out. For standing up in front of my motherfucking movie while I'm watching that bitch. That's the issue. Instead of doing a Minions fucking thing where half of them probably just littered all over the parking lot. Right? With McDonald's bags. They could be out fucking helping a motherfucker. But they're not. Um, but here's a bad one right here. A group of educators are, are proposing that the Texas State Board of Education teaches slavery as involuntary relocation. I, I mean, just read that for a second. Involuntary relocation is what the name of it's going to be. You got to be shitting me. That's what we want to teach the new generation. We're going to teach that. So you see what we're doing, right? You do you see where we're headed? We're trying to change. So if you got rid of the alpha males, like I've been saying, what is this, all this shit you're seeing doing? The drag queen shit, the fucking, all the shit I've been showing you here. What is it doing? It's changing the young people's minds into being this fucking, okay, the young people are going to grow up saying there was no slavery. Have you seen what this is doing? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get deep on this show here in a minute. I'm going to be honest, but um, it's crazy to me. It's unbelievable. Um, I got I to gotta be honest. I've been telling you guys about 
Kyler Murray. I've been talking to you about Kyler Murray. I've been telling you about Kyler Murray. I came out here and said Kyler Murray's a bitch-made cat. I told you guys this a year and a half ago. I said he's not that good. He's not that great. Um, and he's not a great teammate. He he wants the bag, supposedly, but hasn't done shit. And I've heard some shitty things about the motherfucker, that he's a super arrogant, cocky, rude motherfucker. And I am glad that this female who came out and blasted his bitch ass, and here's the proof of it, and peep it out. I want you to see it. I also did Kyler Murray's hair. Stop back for a second. You did Kyler's hair? I did. How was Kyler? He actually told me don't tell nobody, but I didn't sign an NDA, so I'm going to say what the hell I want to say. Kyler, I did his hair, and I thought he was so cool. Um, I did his hair. I was honored to do his hair. It's fucking Kyler Murray. Like, hello. I noticed immediately that he's very entitled. I'm a strong black woman, so I, I, this is going to be a very interesting relationship. When I'm doing your hair, we're, we're dating. A lot of us are married, and some of us break up. Me and Kyler broke up. When you say you broke up, what do you mean by we that? We broke up because he, 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 I felt disrespected. He DM'd me immediately, uh, and I responded back, and I'm like, hey, um, yeah, I can do your hair, whatever. So I did his hair. But then, you know, we would have little moments where we would clash. One of the moments was uh, he made a comment about the shade room and how black girls run it and how they can be messy. And I'm like, hello, I'm, I'm a black woman. Like, calm yourself. So then uh, one day he calls me, and he's like, hey, Swanee. When you come on Thursday, can you wear pants? I don't want to wear pants. I want to wear what I wear. Why the fuck do I have to wear pants? If you can control your eyes, that's one thing. And if your girlfriend's insecure, that's her problem. I'm 29 years old. You're, what, 22? I'm a mom of four. I work out every day. I service you whenever you want. One braid is out of place and I come and fix it for you. And you want me to wear pants? You could fuck off. I didn't say fuck off, but I said you you got me fucked up. Your appointment's canceled on Thursday. Uh, excuse me? I'm like, your appointment's canceled. Well, can you not tell the team about this? Oh, I'm telling the whole fucking team about this. Uh, ha! Again, JV's never been wrong, but I, I take the heat. I take the heat. See, I take the heat because I know when I when you have people that are coaching on the fucking roster or actually players on the roster. You actually know some shit that you fucking contrary to belief Twitter fucking gurus don't know. But I'll never give out sources. But I do know that he's a bitch-made cat. And you wonder why motherfuckers ain't really tripping if he left. And I'm glad bro like her came out and said it. Fuck it. Like, shit. Come do my hair, Swanee. Fuck it. I got this right here. Fix this shit right here. I got, you can do all kind of shit to that motherfucker. Wear pants. That motherfucker, please. At least... I guess he's not Deshaun Watson. He would have said, wear nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to break down something in between. I got a lot going on right now, but I want to break down. I'm going to break down my top 10 biggest bust of NFL running backs of all time, dead or alive. And then I'm going to break down my top five all-time running backs. And uh, I'm curious to get the hate that I'm going to get. Um and uh, I'm all here for it. Um, but I need to take about a four-minute break. It's piss break. Uh, we're about two hours in right now. I got to take a piss break. And then uh, let the dogs out real quick. And I will be back. And we'll discuss my top five dead or alive running backs. My top ten biggest bust. And I still got a lot of the show to go. So keep hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. And I'll see you in four minutes. Peace. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. 
not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his old his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the we actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd. Um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine, he was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6". Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always and also was. Uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Um, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records, and he played longer. That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old, and I don't think you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um. But anyway, Ozzie Newsom is my number two tight end. Ozzie Newsom redefined the position. He is what the Antonio Gates of the world, the Shannon Sharps, all those guys became later. Ozzie Newsom, also a friend of mine who, who was the player personnel of the Baltimore Ravens for a long time, a guy named Art Perkins who played running back for the San Diego Chargers, L.A. Rams, actually was a Compton College alum who was a coach at Compton College who coached my coach, who also allowed me to come into OTAs and minicamp with the Ravens way back for a couple days. Art Perkins is a great guy. Learned from Ozzie Newsom. Uh, played in that era. Ozzie Newsom was a different human. People don't realize that. Everyone wants to talk about the firemen and the plumbers and shit. The JJ Reddick quote, which will okay, well, how's that going now? <laughs> now that all these old school motherfuckers have came out and showed you that you fucking bitch made motherfuckers could never even have played in our era. A little less fucking played every game in our era. But anyway, Ozzie Newsom, I think, deserves a lot of fucking credit for what he did um, as a Colt, as a Brown. Uh, you know, he was original fucking vertical threat tight end that you did not see. Everybody was in line tight ends at the time. So Ozzie Newsom's one of my fa- uh, set number two. I put Gronk at three. I put Gronk at three. Um, like I said, I've already talked about Gronk, so I put him. That's where I put him. Shannon Sharp is four. I think Shannon Sharp redefined the athleticism of the position. I believe he was one of the fastest tight ends. His brother was one of the, Sterling Sharp was a freak of nature. A lot of cats don't know that Sterling was possibly a top five receiver of all time who had his career cut short because of a major neck injury. Sterling Sharp was a freak. You could ask Brett Favre that one. You can ask a lot of people that one. Um, 
But anyway, I got Shannon Sharp at four, and then I got Kellen Winslow Sr. at five. And Kellen was a freak, by the way. His son was a stud. He's also a pedophile. I want to show I want to show you the beginning. I want you to look at this bitch's feet. Please look at this, or not this bitch, this dude's feet. What reaction do you have toward other folks who feel that you, know, you shouldn't be able to compete? I, I disagree. Trans women competing. I want you to see his feet because do you see how fucking big they are? What reaction do you have toward <laughs> oh me his feet are a fucking size 15 it's like the girls are having to race against a fucking dolphin the girls are racing against a dolphin homie like that motherfucker has the my size feet he has my size feet, which may lead to him having a 12 inch around dick on Google. I don't know, but shout out to fucking uh, John Brewer getting back in. But dog, she has a size fucking 15 foot. What reaction do you have toward other? <laughs> Her fucking fit. <laughs> she has a 15. And we wanted our girls to beat him. We wanted our girls to have a shot at it. This bitch swims one paddle and she's already touching the fucking wall. We got girls just getting off the gate. Like, bitch, this motherfucker's arms are fucking nine foot wingspan. And we thought this was legal. We thought this was okay to have. Ah, uh, <laughs> that bitch's feet were like this big. Um, Unbelievable. You guys lay down. All right, let's get into this. Ready to start. It ain't how you start. It's how you finish. Appreciate everybody hitting the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, lots of discuss yet to go here. Lots of discuss. Um, top 10 bust. Top 10 bust. Um, at the running back position of all time. We already know it's going to fucking hit. Like, I can't even put out my top five cereals. I get blasted. It ain't no way. It ain't no fucking corn pops. Like, shut the fuck up. It's my top five. I don't give a fuck what your favorite cereal is. Holy fuck. Some of you just want to talk. I've lost like 300 um, followers on Twitter in the last few weeks. <laughs> Shout out to me. Love it. I love it. But here we go. JB's biggest bust at the running back position. Dead or alive. Here we go. Go lay down. So, we're going to start. We're going to start at number 10, okay? Number 10 is Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley is a bust. I'm sorry to break the news to you, okay? I'm sorry to break the news to you that Saquon Barkley is a bust, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so sorry. Um, but they are. They're a bust. He's a bust. 
He hasn't done what he was supposed to do for being as highly drafted as he was for having the great rookie year that he had. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. He's a bust. Bailey, pull it out. He's a fucking bust. Okay? Shit, I would put Ricky Williams on that motherfucker, to be honest. Bubba Bean. If you don't know who Bubba Bean is, you need to go look him up. Bubba Bean played back uh, in the 70s. Um, He was like the third overall draft pick. Um, Played, I believe, two seasons or three maybe. Um, I think he had a total of 1,000 yards. Um, ah, You know... Trent Richardson, I put in the top uh, 25 biggest busts of football the other day. He doesn't make my top 10 running back list um, because I've, I've had some people on here that were Heisman winners, that were just big-time people coming in that actually didn't die or have something major happen. This is not a downfall list. This is a bust list, okay? Um, I don't care if you get hurt. I don't care if you get hurt. You're a bleeder then. I mean, that's just what it is, dog. Number eight, Rashawn Salam. If you don't know about Rashawn Salam, he was a dude. Rashawn Salam was a dude growing up. He was a fucking dude. He was a freak. Um, and just never could get over the hump. Never could make it, man. Just never made it. Um, some of these guys on the list, you'll never know. You don't even know who they are probably. So if you don't know, you don't know. It is what it is, okay? Uh, Blair Thomas, okay, coming out of Penn State, was a big-time back. Um, never made it. Ron Dane, big-time back. Fuck, he won three Rose Bowls, I think. He fucking all-time Wisconsin leading rusher, I think, or the Big Ten leading rusher. Um, you know, I don't know. But Ron Dane never fucking made it. Played for the Giants for a minute. Played for a few teams. Never made it. Uh, one of my partners growing up with Lawrence Phillips, uh, rest in peace. Lawrence Phillips had a lot of issues mentally, even though when we grew up together in, in junior high and high school, uh, Russell uh, Lawrence Phillips had a lot, a lot of issues, man. Was possibly the single greatest freak of nature that you've ever met in your life or seen in your life. Okay. Um, Unbelievable, unbelievable, uh, Lawrence Phillips. But anyway, unfortunately, never panned out. Uh, Alonzo Highsmith, if you don't know who Alonzo Highsmith is, you need to go check it out and do some research. Watch some film on Alonzo Highsmith. Alonzo Highsmith was a motherfucker. Um, unfortunate, he had all this buildup. Um, never, never made it, man. I mean, it, it, I don't care if you talk about injuries or talk about sm- smoking rocks or doing coke. It don't give a fuck. The results are you were a bust. Sammy Smith, drafted by the fucking, uh, I believe the Miami Dolphins, like the second or third pick. Fuck, a freak of nature. Sammy Smith was big time. I think he got traded to the Denver Broncos later on. Was a guy that I used to watch. Stud. Big time back. Big time back. Um, Never panned out, man. Never panned out. Was traded around and was done. And then... uh, Curtis Enos. If you don't remember Curtis Enos, you're too young, obviously, for this fucking deal. Um, I, you know, you're, you're, obviously, Curtis Enos was a dude. Um, 
career was shut down. Tommy Vardell, Cleveland Brown. Yeah, I remember Tommy Vardell. I don't put a lot of white guys at running back. I think white guys at running back don't exist. They're fullbacks. White guys at running backs are fullbacks, okay? There's no more gray ghost out there. There's no more fucking, you know, McCaffrey is a, is a, is a dude, but, you know, he's the only one right now, and he's hurt. He's a Saquon Barkley uh, discussion. Kajana Carter, number one. Kajana Carter gets in the number one on the list, a bust, a natural bust, came in trying to be big time, you know, gets scooped up, uh, bangles, um, just never fucking panned out, never panned out. Might have been the biggest bust, one of the top, he's, he, he's also one of my top 25 football busts of all times. Um Lawrence Phillips came out, uh, I don't know, draft, high school, we came out in 94, and then he went to Nebraska, came out, I think I drafted 96 or 97, I'm not sure when he got drafted, um, I, I don't know about that, um, I know he passed away in a, in a, in a, in a cell, in a cell, in a, in a cage, but um, unbelievable, man, he ran over some people at a farmer's market, he had a lot of issues mentally um, going on, was the strongest human being I've ever seen physically in my life, one of the strongest dudes I've ever seen. J.J. Arrington didn't play running back, though. So I don't know, Evan, if you know what the fuck I'm talking about, but we're talking about the top 10 running backs of all time. J.J. Arrington. Oh, J.J. Arrington, the running back from Cal? He's a Juco cat, man. I played against J.J. Arrington. He played at College of the Canyons. No, J.J. Arrington ain't on big bus. He's not a big enough name coming out of college. I wouldn't put him as a bus. Um I thought you said LeVar Arrington. I'm like, who the fuck are you talking about? Running backs. J.J. Arrington played at Cal. Fucking all the Cal running backs besides Marshawn Lynch was a bust. I mean, to be honest, Cal had a bunch of big-time running backs that never made it. Um, But J.J. Arrington, he wasn't a big enough name. Canyons, College of the Canyons, Juco, played against me when I was playing. Um, Oh, man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a dude. Uh, Von Dunbar was on my list, Brad, actually. I, I, he didn't make my top 10. He was actually on the debatable list, notable list. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Sharman Shaw, if you know that, Dan. If you know, uh, you must know that um, for bringing him up. Uh, he changed his name. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was Sharman Shaw, was a dude. When Dorsey High School right here in L.A., um, he was a dude, man. L- UCLA had a lot of big-time running backs back in the day. Um, but we could talk football all day long. I don't. I don't need no Google for that shit. <laughs> My hands are crossed. I'll spit off the dome on any motherfucker you want to bring up. But uh, anyway, that was my top ten bus list. Okay. Now let me get into my top five dead or alive best running backs of all time, and I'm going to show you a graphic. I'll keep the graphic up um, for you. And uh, hopefully I could talk through it. But my top five dead or alive running backs go like this. Bo Jackson, because he didn't play long enough, um, because he quietly didn't play long enough, I have to put him at the number five spot. Marshall Falk, probably the most well-rounded running back at all, is, if, of all time, could go in the slot, play actually wide receiver, then gets you a thousand on the ground, gets you a thousand receiving yards. Marshall Falk redefined the position for a long time. Marshall Falk is why Reggie Bush played football. Okay. Barry Sanders, I put him right there at the number three spot, right in the middle on a horrible team. Freak of nature. 
a Wichita North Kansas high school grad, Wichita Kansas guy, um, great running back of all time. I mean, he's great, right? Top top five, no doubt. Uh, maybe if he was on a better team, who knows what he could have done. Walter Payton, rest in peace. Uh, sweetness, what a running back. High, low, running high knees, ran like no other. Run you over, he'll outrun you, he stiff-armed you. Uh, could catch the ball a little bit. He wasn't a great receiver, but he wasn't bad. Um, and my number one of all time is is my hero growing up, Eric Dickerson. There is just a, not a lot of guys like him. Eric Dickerson, um, six three and a half, six four at the time, two thirty. Um, ran away from everyone. Four three speed guy. Um, run you over. If you haven't watched his college film, go watch his college um, highlight films. Um, he runs folks over like you've never seen. He's unbelievable. But Eric Dickerson um, is my all-time greatest running back. I don't believe he gets enough credit at all. Um, and I knew people were going to ask about Frank Gore and Marcus Dupree and all these guys. They don't. Frank Gore played forever, um, but he never was impactful. Like Frank Gore had his third. What is he? Third all-time rushing leader? I don't know what he is. He played forever. That is kind of what he got. He got a lot of yards because he played so long. But Frank Gore never was an impactful dude where you just believe um, in him. Like You're like, damn, Frank Gore is a motherfucker. Damn. He never gave you what Barry gave you. He never gave you what Eric Dickerson gave you. He never gave you what Walter Payton gave you. He never gave you those things. So, um, yes, sir, Wichita North. Uh, my buddy coached him up. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm being honest, you know, that's, that is really what it came down to. Frank Gore is not no top, he, Frank Gore is not a top 25 running back. I can come up with 25 more be- better running backs than him. I, I still, man, there's Earl Campbell out there and Jim Brown and Gail Sayers and fucking Ernie Davis. And I can come up with all kind of running backs. So Danian Tomlinson, um, uh, Adrian Peterson, possibly, uh, Tony Dorsett, Herschel Walker. There's a shitload of running backs I would take. Eddie George. I would take Eddie George over um, over him, over Frank Gore. Frank Gore was just a roly-poly body. You, you, you kind of can compare him to a Jerome Bettis, okay? Um, you know, that's where it is. Jim Brown didn't play long enough for me. That's why he's not on there. Um, the same with Gail Sayers. Gail Sayers' career was cut short at 29 years old. Didn't play long enough. No Jim Brown, Brian. Jim Brown didn't play long enough. Either did Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree had a lot of off-field issues, too. Um, there's just not a lot of... You gotta be a freak. You're talking about the best of all time. I just named you a bunch of dudes that are freaks of nature as well that are well that are way way better than fuck. I'll take Marcus Allen over Frank Gore all day. I would probably take fucking Derrick Henry over Frank Gore, um, but I wouldn't take him um, over him because he's still playing right now. And I'm not going to put any players right now in this list. Uh, there's not a there's not a running back playing right now though that I would put in my top five. Um, Curtis Martin was a dude, but Curtis Martin was the poor man's Marshall Falk. Let's just be real. Curtis Martin was the poor man, Marshall Falk, who was a better Dave Maggot. Okay. Let's just be honest. Brandon Jacobs, Brad, are you serious? Brandon, are you just, Brad, are you just throwing out fucking names? Brandon Jacobs, Coffeeville junior college. 
Um, but what about him? What are we talking about here? We're talking about the greatest running backs of fucking all time. Brandon Jacobs? Frank Gore? No. They're not even fucking close. They didn't even play long enough. OJ Simpson, Jim Brown, those guys, Earl Campbell, all better than those fucking guys. Eddie George didn't play long enough for a high. I would give him consideration. But come on. Brandon Jacobs? Yeah, he was cool. He ain't no fucking all-time better running back. He's fucking average. He's a big old freak. He's nothing. He's not anything close to these guys. So... Just understand, I'm picking the cream of the crop, okay? The cream of the crop. How about Johnny? How about Freddie? How about Billy? Like, fuck, are we just throwing names out here? I can name a million running backs. Well, they're fuck, they're not very good. I am a fan of Sean Alexander when he was with Seattle, but he's not nearly that good. Sean Alexander's a good dude. He's a good dude, but he's not that good. Emmett Smith's not on this list, by the way, for one reason, okay? Um... He played behind the number one O-line of all time. It's not even debatable. The greatest O-line in NFL history was the years that Emmitt Smith played. Okay, He had Jay Novacek blocking for him, which was one of the best um, blocking tight ends ever. And um, he had Troy Aikman, who controlled the ball as a running back from the quarterback position, meaning, if you know anything about football, he's the most accurate passer of all fucking time. You can tell me, no, well, Drew Brees is the most accurate Shut up. We're not talking about fucking what's on the stat line because Drew Brees threw fucking thousand more times than, Drew, than Troy Aikman. We're talking about the literally the most physically gifted, accurate passer of all time is Troy Aikman, okay? I'm telling you, fucking listen to what I fucking tell you about quarterbacks. That's why Troy Aikman's so high on my list. He had a cannon. He had the most accurate. He threw the best spiral. And he won three Super Bowls. Troy Aikman deserves to be in the fucking list. Now, I am a fan of Edron James. He's a poor man's Marshall Falk as well. Um, But there's so many running backs out there. Emmitt Smith, though, is a man of attrition who carried the ball in an offense that was controlled by using perimeter players such as Michael Irvin, Alvin Harper, Jay Novacek, fucking Moose at fullback, Troy Aikman at quarterback, and then Emmett got to eat behind the number one O-line in all NFL history. By the way, they had a great fucking defense, and that was probably one of the best three teams of all time as well, that Dallas Cowboy run. 92, 93, 94, 95 teams were probably three or four, two or three of the best NFL teams of all time. But having said that, Emmitt Smith, I would put Eric Dickerson behind that line, fucking Barry Sanders behind that line, fucking you name it, Adrian Peterson or somebody like that, you would talk about records that you'll never be seen broken. You have records you'll never see. Emmitt Smith was slow. He had a decent jump cut, but was slow. He was he was available, though. Emmitt Smith played. Emmitt Smith didn't miss a lot of games. Um, some people could argue that I that I should put Emmitt Smith over Bo Jackson. I can see that argument. He played longer. More durable. I can see the argument. But this is my list. And Bo Jackson was one of one. There was never anyone ever invented like Bo Jackson. If Bo Jackson don't have a freak hit pointer, Bo Jackson's the greatest football player of all time. Period. He's the number one greatest player of all time. And that is what it is. I put him number one over fucking Lawrence Taylor if he don't get hurt. 
Lawrence Taylor is my best football player pound for pound that I've ever seen. I would put Bo Jackson over him if he didn't get hurt. Period. Terrell Davis didn't play long enough. Terrell Davis was at Long Beach State, believe it or not, before Long Beach State's football program shut down. A lot of you guys don't know that. Too young in this room. Um, Anyway, um, but I just wanted to break that down. My top five dead or alive. Uh, Love it or hate it. It, 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 It's me. It's me. That's what it is. That's what it is. So, you know. Um, oh no, I know Brad. I know you are. I'm just fuck with you, but I'm just saying everyone's gonna just start throwing names out. Is what my I wasn't just talking to you. Everyone's starting to throw names out. Look, Edron James, fucking Sean Alexander, fucking Emma Smith. Everybody's gonna throw names out. I'm just giving you my top five. There's been a million running backs that are legit. I, I got a ton of running backs out there that I would pick to be in a top twenty. But Frank Gore would never be in my top twenty. Um. And either would uh, Curtis Martin or maybe Edron James. I don't know. Um, Thurman, Thurman Thomas was would definitely be in my top 20. Thurman Thomas, I would put Emmett Smith in my top 20, of course, because of his durability and longevity. Um, I'd probably put Emmett in my top 10, to be honest, because of those f- simple things. I always talk about being available. Not ducking games. Emmett Smith never did those things, but he's not a top five guy to me. So that's just that's how I broke this down. Thurman Thomas was fucking a dude. I love Thurman Thomas. Um, I love Edron James, but you know, Ladanian Tomlinson. I love Ladanian. He was durable for the most part. He was good. Um, you know, you had to have it all to be in a top five, in my opinion. You had to have the projection of run outrunning an angle. Okay, outrunning an angle. Um, running a dude over, catching the ball somewhat out of the backfield, being a durable pass receiver out of the backfield. And you had to have all those things. Clinton Portis was hurt a lot, man. Clinton Portis never, uh, he was going to be a baller. Denver Broncos had great backs for a long time. Terrell Davis, uh, Clinton Portis. They had fucking uh, Mike, uh, what's his name? Um, shit, he's a Juco cat too. Um, I just forgot this name, man. Fuck. Um <clears throat> KC, I appreciate it. Become a member, subscribe. Uh, best dollar ninety nine a month you can buy. I give, uh, I do trivia's. I can. You're also if you become a member, KC, you can call in live to the show, talk to me or my guest. And uh, Mike Anderson, Craig Spring, thank you very much. Mike Anderson is a JUCO, California JUCO, Mount San Jacinto JUCO, former Marine. He was actually in the Armed Forces. That's why he came out here to, to Mount San Jacinto, played JUCO, and then uh, the rest is history. He was another load. Christian Okoye, Barry Word. There's been great running backs. I can, I can name great running backs. But uh, Adrian Peterson was a freak. I love Adrian Peterson. But, you know, I just don't know if he... Adrian Peterson's not in my top five. He, I don't believe he's in my top ten. Priest Holmes, I played with Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes is a fucking dude. Um, Larry Johnson was a rookie on that team from Penn State. Larry Johnson was a fucking dude, but uh, never played long enough. I mean, it is what it is, man. So, um, who knows, man? We're, we're, we're two and a half hours in on this show. It went by fucking fast. Uh, Keyshawn Marino from Georgia? Did he even fucking play in the league? Motherfuckers just throwing names out and shit. Um, anyway, um, Christian, I'm going to keep the video segments for tomorrow um, on a lot of these things. Um, 
I got a lot to talk about. This show, I just have so much in this show over the weekend that I want to discuss. But I'm going to I'm going to tone the show down to the end here where I'm going to discuss a few things. I might show a couple of videos. I'm not sure, but I'm going to show you a couple of things. I want to break down the end of this show and pick your brain and ask you guys if you're really in depth to discuss something this fucking deep. Because I've been thinking over the weekend, I said, let me write something down and take some notes. And I'm this is what I came up with. The movie The Matrix, Keanu Reeves, right? Is that movie really that far-fetched? Do you really think that it's that far-fetched? Um, Brad, Lawrence Taylor is the greatest football player to ever walk the earth. So, of course, he's the best defensive player. Um, I know Christian Okoye very well. He actually speaks for me at many camps that I threw and throw. Um, he lives in Ranch Cucamonga right behind Shafee College. Um, he's a great dude, by the way. Great dude. Um, freak of nature. Freak of fucking nature, by the way. Um, but is the Matrix really that far-fetched? And I'm going to break down why. Think. I want you to really think hard on this one, okay? I really want you to think hard on this one. And if you guys aren't a member, become a fucking member today. It's $1.99. Stop being fucksticks and shitbirds. Just get back to being a slapstick for me. Think very, very hard. We are born, okay? We are born. And if nobody showed us anything when we were born, let's just say, for instance, we got thrown into a white room with no windows. And this is just what I thought about over the weekend. I'm like, damn. It's crazy because we're all fucking uh, massaged. We, everything is, is programmed. Everything is groomed. We're groomed regardless of if you think it or not. We are conditioned to be taught or learn something from somebody. Your mom, your dad, your brother, the people you go to school with, your auntie, your grandma, fucking Eric Dickerson, fucking whoever you're watching on TV. We become shit that we really aren't. But if we were thrown into a box with no windows, what will we learn? Nothing. Maybe how to eat or drink if permitted. Um, maybe we'll find out what water is. And uh, I don't think you would learn anything, right? If we were just thrown into a box. So as kids are imagining, so hopefully you agree. When we are kids, our imagination runs wild, right? Um, we take a broom off of a fucking, off of a broom, we take off the end and we ride it. And what do you think as a baby? It's a horse, right? Or you're a witch, you're a witch or you're a horse, something you saw. That is what our imagination is. It's actually called, uh, I think it's called theta, T-H-E-T-A. I think that's Theta is uh, what allows us as kids, usually before the age of 11, to have our imagination run wild. I think it's actually called Theta. See, I, I actually went to school for some of this shit for the simple fact that this is the reason. I have what's called emotional intelligence. I was actually diagnosed by a KU med doctor. A KU doctor told me that I was one of the most impressive, emotionally intelligent humans he's ever seen based on Last Chance You. I've never told the story. I went to KU and spoke to his class. He brought me to the side and said, listen, I would love for you to be our head football coach here, number one. They will never hire you, number two. But having said that, I believe you're the most emotionally intellectual 
emotionally educated human being um, I've ever been associated or I've ever I've ever seen or met. And I go, really? I did not know what emotional intelligence was. I guess emotional intelligence is when you can motivate a team off the cuff. Drop of a dime, like Emmett said, right? I, I never had anything in my hand. I never carried papers. Everything was off the top of the hand. Cuff, boom, spit it out, right? Call in plays, spit it out. Call in plays, doing whatever it is. That's emotional intelligence. So this doctor at KU gave me a great compliment. I said, I appreciate it, man. I never really thought about it anymore. Um, but I learned from him what theta was. And I believe it's theta, not theta. But I think it's theta, T-H-E-T-A. And it's what allows us to have an imagination that runs wild. It allows us to think that a broom is a witch or riding a horse. And, and when we played kitty games in the house or, or we had a playhouse outside, we thought that playhouse was our real house, right? Um, well, without the grooming that we get from our parents, friends, siblings, what would we know? What would we really know? I don't know if you're allowed. I don't even know if you can fathom what I'm telling you. And if you can really fathom the depth of of uh, the depth of what I'm going at, where I'm going. Um, as we learn shit, we see shit. We build up our brains to what we want to be or do. Period. Right. Uh so very familiar to the fucking Matrix. If you haven't seen the Matrix, I would go watch it. We program ourselves, and I just think our life has more meaning than we think it does. And just very deep shit. If you sit back and think about it, I believe our fucking... We, we only fucking tap into 1% of our brain. Think about that shit. One fucking percent. Ass. Give me one second. Damn it! Move. Um, I don't know what happened. I think I've lost the fucking deal here. Um, let me turn on my man. This fucking Wi-Fi, dude. My Wi-Fi is so bad. Um, wow. What a fucking joke. If you can still hear me out there, I apologize. My YouTube's been frozen. And uh, I've lost internet connection. So, I will... I will definitely get back with you on the audio side tomorrow for the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. And I apologize and appreciate it. And I'll see you guys tomorrow um, at 1 p.m. Pacific right here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Make sure you visit Bluetooth.com and, hey, and uh, BetOnline.ag. Use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and tell them that JB sent you. Appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Peace. Transform you in the I hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying.